We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Hello, everybody out there in YouTube land. <laughs> hey, we are back. We are. We yes. are glad to be back. Yeah, switch some things around. Can everybody hear us? Can y'all yes. hear me? Yeah, you can hear me. Yeah. Great, we can hear you. We are excited to hear one another, and I'm That's glad right. to be here with you, hearing each other. So it's very exciting. I'm glad. Everybody's here. All right. Okay. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, we have now switched back on here. Just want to double check with everybody that everybody can hear us well. Yay! Because we made sure we worked hard on our audio. All right. So, okay. Everybody can hear us well. Good, good. Testing, testing, testing. We love everybody. We love Jesus. Yes. <laughs> right. Amen. Your turn now, Miss Yana. Why don't you say a little shout out to everybody? Well, hello, everybody. How are you doing? See, how right. you doing? I'm doing just fine. Okay. So. All right. Well, okay. Well, we as long as we know. can get thumbs up, knowing the audio is good, if you guys can thumbs up so that we can see it, so that way. Well, okay. There's there the sound no is great. Okay, great. Yana, right. please give everybody an update about your father because everybody's really concerned. Yeah, well, my dad is diagnosed with uh, kidney failure, but. Um, I am monitoring it and I am taking care of him. I changed his diet and we are uh, waiting on some herbal remedies and we're just going to be taking care of him. So I stabilized him pretty good for now and uh, praise the Lord. He's uh, in pretty good spirit right now. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. So we believe for healing. Yes, Lord. Yes. Well, that's very good to hear. It is good to hear. And guys, thank you all for your prayers. Um, <clears throat> not just us. But I know the Danoons. I know the Danoons, Benoons. <laughs> I know that they really appreciate that. Yes. yes. That's yes, very true. Are. We truly, <laughs> truly depend on our Heavenly Father yes. day by day. Yes. You know, sufficient is the evil 
you know, for tomorrow. But today we have to seek you first, kingdom of God, and trust him just more than the ravens and the birds. That's know, right. And the lilies. Yes. So we're going to continue what we've been talking about this week. Okay. We have been discussing the Noahide laws and during this week, the Noahide week, we're calling it. Now, we've had several uh, different people get on here and share. And today we did some filming. Uh, we've got a lot of information, some things that will settle, we hope and pray that it will settle the topic for everyone out there. Okay. Settle the topic of what you need to know about the Noahide laws and the movement around the world. Okay. And where do we as followers of Jesus Christ, where, you know, what's the perspective we need to have and where do we fall in line with that? So guys getting started, we're just going to go in here and, um, start with some questions that we've had people ask. Okay. So we're just going to get right into it. Y'all okay with that? Anything? Yes. Except for, um, I would just like to say before we get started that we are very honored, Brock, to have you in the studio. Yay. We're very excited to have you here because I feel like Yana, that you are the, uh, the, here's the best word forerunner. You are the forerunner exposing the Noahide laws, but, and now that we're all here and it's coming into pass, you know, it's just amazing to be a part of your journey. And we're honored to be a part of the family. We feel like now we're all family. And I just want to tell you too, Brad, that um, tonight we will be filming them in a uh, interview, a sit-down interview where we will discover about them and their personal life so you can get to know them more. So I'm excited about interviewing you at that point as well. Thank you guys. Well, we appreciate it. I hope you guys are excited out there. Because uh, we got a lot of questions that are going to be uh, hopefully answered today. And um, I think everyone out there understands some basics from the beginning videos. But there's also people on here that just joined today. Why don't one of us take the little nugget or summary of the Noahide laws? Who would like to take that one and just set the foundation for everybody? Who would like to do that? Not me. Okay. Yana's Go ahead, Miss If no one's ever heard of the Noahide laws and they're on today yes, for the first explained. time, could you give them a brief description before we can then we'll go line by line on top of that, please? Sure. Well, we we talked about Noahide laws for over a year now. So we did chats with Steve. You should still be able to find our chats on either YouTube. We if they're not there, we will be downloading them on Patreon and other um, channels. But for those who never heard of Noahide laws, one thing you need to know, there's seven Noahide laws according to Judaism that are mandatory to keep for the Gentiles. So basically, uh, Judaism divides people. The wall of partition is up. So it's the Jews and the Gentiles, two different people, two different laws separate laws, according to Judaism, that is. Now, what's important for Christians to understand that Noahide laws are not biblical laws. You will never find them in the Bible. They are extra biblical. They are Talmudic. They are spelled out in the Talmud. And they have been uh, made popular by the Chabad movement, Chabad organization, and their leader, Menachem Mendel Schneerson. 
He's the one who proselyted for the Noahide laws with the governments of the world. And unfortunately, United States government has adopted Noahide laws as the basis of, uh, of our society, as the basis of United States. And with that move, uh, United States presidents have been signing every year a declaration uh, of Noahide laws on Education Day that happens every year on Menachem uh, Mendel Schneerson's birthday. And with that, I would say they have sold out Christians of United States. Uh, why? Because when it comes to interpretation of these laws, they're asking for decapitation of Christians who worship Jesus Christ because supposedly Christians violate uh, this uh, uh, law, Noahide law, which is the first law is no idolatry. And this is why it's very concerning for us Christians. And we must know uh, what they're up to, what they're, who interprets these laws. And, and we need to repel these laws from the, from, our, uh, from the White House. We need to ask White House to repel these laws and stop resigning them every year. So you're saying that this is not found anywhere in the Bible. It's not the written word of God, even from the Torah. This is only from the tradition of elders, hand down Talmudic, rabbinical. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because even though individual Noahide laws can be found in, in the Old Testament here and there, uh, they are never spelled out as seven specifically for Gentiles. Right. You know, even in the Old Testament, there was one Torah for all people. There was one Torah, one mm -hmm. law for everyone. Right. There was no separation like that. But um, what happens is that Noahide laws are spelled out as specific seven laws with its sub-laws. And they're spelled out in the Talmud. And they're specifically uh, aimed at Gentile world with the capital punishment if you violate any of the Noahide laws. And wow. also they're not under Old Testament. Um, okay, in the Old Testament, you have to have two or three witnesses, right? Right, right. Well, in the Noahide laws, the rabbis interpreted it the way that only one witness is enough for the Gentiles. What about the Jews or the, you know, <laughs> the other side of this? Is there is everybody under the seven seven Noahide laws, or do those called the Jews are they separate? Well, the Jews have six hundred and thirteen laws. There are separate laws, okay. and and then supposedly Gentiles have only seven, and they say only seven. However, there are sub laws to mm -hmm. every law. And when it comes to a number of sub-laws, uh, there's a different numbers that rabbis give you. They themselves don't agree on how many, right? So it's so, up to the person interpreting. Is that what you're saying? It's up to the rabbis. And or the government. Well, it's the rabbis. The right. government gave the power to rabbis for interpretation. The government is literally handing the mm. power of interpretations of these laws to rabbis. What's really uh, disappointing is that our United States government is signing on every year. There is there is five rabbis mm -hmm. on each side of every president since Carter. Okay, we have five rabbis on that five, five rabbis on that side. Every single president signs the declaration 
uh, it's the public law 10214 every single year. Mm -hmm. And with that, they're selling out Christians. Education day, right? Education day. Now, it has nothing to do with education. It's not about teachers and students. It's mm -hmm. about Schneerson and his values and what he thinks the values are for America. So it's a Jewish value. It's not what they told my son in elementary school. Really? Oh, yeah. Education yeah. day was about education. No, well, what kind of education? Right. And some universal so, laws. Steve? One thing I wanted to add to what Yana was saying there is that when, when she's speaking about how that um, our nation has been handing, you know, we, we, we've been signing each year, the, the, you know, the president has signed the, the Noahide laws in, in effect. There's two things that people need to pay attention to about this. One, as Yana pointed out, there's five, five rabbis on either side of the president. All right, that's symbolic. See, I was thinking that too, the number 10. Yes, mm -hmm. what is it? Like 10 nations. Well, it's not necessarily 10 nations. What it represents here is when God spoke to Abraham and he was asking him about the destruction of Sodom, what would avoid the destruction of Sodom? Oh, man. Ten and he gets right ah. down to there's only 10 righteous. He said, if there be 10, you know, and he was apologizing for even asking. He said, would you spare it for the sake of 10? Right. Sodom and Gomorrah, right? And Sodom and Gomorrah was, well, we won't go into that, but the, the, the whole thing is, is he said, yes, if there's 10, if I can find 10 righteous, I will spare that nation for that. Mm -hmm. So what are they doing? They're telling you that America is, is the nation of Sodom oh. and that the 10 righteous are here. And this is what's keeping you from being totally destroyed. Wow. That right? that idolatrous talking in that act. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, what do we have? And we're going to, I'm going to come back up to that in just a moment. Still the 10 righteous of the nation there. Uh, let me go ahead and hit it now before I go to the hit second it, brother, part. brother, go right, right ahead. <laughs> right now, part of Israel becoming, the state of Israel becoming the head of the new world order and also the religious center of the world as well. They're calling for all Jews to come home. Yes. Right? As part they of that are, mandate. Yes. What happens if they come home? There's no longer in 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 Israel's mind. There's no longer ten righteous there, oh. and Sodom and Gomorrah is to be destroyed. All right, that's just wow. now that's a possibility. It's only conjecture. Wow. It's just a thought. There is that just the Zionists think that, or is that more of a it's, Noahide? It's a, it's an, it's just you have to look at the mindset because see in Israel right now of Jews and Gentiles, right? right. We in Israel, this is ever since the state of Israel is, is, is came into being, there's always been 10 rabbis praying at the Western Wall because they believe that as long as there's 10 people praying there at all times, that God will honor the covenant that he honored with Abraham concerning Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't find 10 righteous, so Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, but here's the other part that we got to keep in mind as well. When the presidents are signing, we represent a Christian nation. I know it. Okay? But the scripture says in Revelation 13, power is given unto the beast. Mm -hmm. And this is what we are effectively doing as a Christian nation. Mm -hmm. We have allowed our leaders to hand the power over to Israel. Yes. This is why every politician is bought off. They talk about Russian collusion and things like that. It's not Russian collusion. It's Israeli collusion. So, always multi-services. Yes. Uh, deceive your enemy. Now, with that being said, do you have anything to add to that? 
Uh, not to that, but I am gathering the current questions that there have. So maybe me and you, Brock, can go back and forth. Yeah. Uh, if I have any input about the president or whatever, I'll just throw it in there. But uh, one of the questions they're asking right now is, when do you think that the laws will be set in stone and implemented? Mm -hmm. Well, nobody knows exactly when, but according to Chabad, because you have to look at what Chabad is saying. It's the Chabad that's in the White House. It's the Chabad rabbis specifically that are next to our presidents. Okay, so okay. when you go to Chabad.org website, they are spelling out that when the Messiah comes, he will enforce the Noahide laws. He will enforce the Noahide laws on all the nations. And so I believe that they're preparing right now the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Okay, by signing. I agree. Them, it's not only United States, it's also other nations that have signed up on Noah Hyde laws. Mm -hmm. And um, so they're preparing this infrastructure. And what is strange that, Brad, you went to American school. Did you ever hear of Noah Hyde laws in school? We never, we never heard anything. You see, uh, the. Uh, they're signing on this education day, but people and the children in schools are not told. It's a deception. They're doing it by manipulation and deception, okay? They're not told the truth about right. what education day is. You have to go and dig for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, on, in the media, they're not telling you the day they sign no I have lost CNN and Fox is not coming out and telling you, oh, by the right. way, Trump just signed no I. You know, the education day bill on Schneerson's birthday. Well, well talking about the education day, now that we see everything that's happening with COVID, I'm just going to say that coming from what I see happening in the White House and like the big picture of everything happening and how it relates to the education day is, okay, now that the COVID has set in, now that they have done away with all regulations and they're coming in with all these new rules, laws, and everything, now that the president has formed this new 1776 commission where they're actually changing the educational system. See, I think all those years of those presidents signing that document is for now. See, now there we had them at the Republican National Convention where we had the rabbi that prayed there and he talked about how making America great again is basically defining that we are a Judeo-Christian nation and that it is the Jews at the root of the nation. Okay, and the fact that all of the things that are happening right now with the vaccine agenda going after our elderly they are going after the ones who know the true history of our country. They're going after the ones who know true biblical prophecy, who were raised on the hellfire and brimstone preaching, you know, who understands sin and all this. Okay, so it's, it's almost like when you look at the big picture, the way that this education has moved in is that, okay, they are going to take the youth and they're going to re-educate and get rid of the the history, get rid of the fanatics, the uh, voices that oppose their new agenda. Am I making sense? Yeah, you are, definitely. It's the big picture. You are seeing of, infrastructure being prepared for all yes. that. Yes. 
Yes, especially with all the executive orders and stuff that are going through and the way that those uh, the Chabad is treating him, you know, with saying that he is the champion. Yeah. This is on this article right here. Champion of the Noahide laws. What is that one? And it shows him it shows him with the uh, Steve, what did they call that you wear on your head? Yamaka. He has the yarmulke on. And I just, can anyone wear the yarmulke? I mean, don't you have to be a Jew to wear that or well, what? Well, you don't have to be a Jew to wear it. The, the Jews believe it is part of a tradition that, and they believe that it means that God is over them. Um, oh, okay. That they're submissive to this. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, well, this article is called Donald J. Trump, Champion of Noahide Laws. And it's on Israel, Israel National News. Right. IsraelNationalNews.com. But it talks about his role and how every Torah observant Jew has heard of the seven Noahide laws. Okay. And so it talks about uh, they include the prohibition of idolatry, forbidden relations, murder, eating the limb of an animal while alive, theft, blasphemy and the obligation to establish courts of law to punish violators. So they're basically just explaining about uh, the agenda of the Noahide laws. But another question that I have for you is, okay, you know how in the Noahide laws, they're gonna be, Steve, you may know this, uh, the way they're implementing the, they want courts of justice well, President Trump just did the UN Day uh, executive order, and he was saying that he honors the UN and he honors their courts. So is the international courts the same as what's going to be used with this? Are they blended? Because now we know that the uh, guy, Mr. Cohen, is in the rabbi is in the UN all the time pushing for this one world agenda. Well, are they together? We're, we have to kind of wait to see how they're going to fully bring this out. But we know okay. the Sanhedrin is what's going to take preeminence once they have the system fully in place. And uh, But there is some suggestion possibly that through the, uh, the Masons that they would be involved somehow because the 21st degree Mason is called a Noahide. And wow. their garb is in a complete dress of an executioner. Uh, they what? carry the sword, they wear the black uh, cloak and the black, totally covered black hood as an executioner. And this was wow. actually brought in back when uh, the, the, the organization back in the late 1700s was infiltrated uh, by Jewish, Jewish men that came in. That, and I forget the one name of the one man, but he actually rewrote a lot of the Mason laws. And that was one of those that was included in that was the Noahide, the 21st degree Mason. Is that the mm. Noah Chad or CH? Yes, yeah, so it's still pronounced Chide because okay. the CH actually in Hebrew is a Ch sound, a Chet. So it's Noahide. We just spell H in English, but CH, yes, that's exactly right. I'm going to do a uh, quick um, housekeeping, real quick, guys, um, in our chat. It, sometimes it is difficult. Okay, for everybody to be loving. Now, try to, I'm going to say this lovingly, try everyone to listen. Okay, it's 
you don't have to get in debates about doctrines and raptures and things like that. Right. Okay, exactly. we're, we're talking about a subject here. It's called the Noahide Law. So anything pertaining to the Noahide Law would be appreciated. Okay, our moderators have a tough job to do. This is a subject that could have us shut down instantly in the middle of us talking. So if you would allow the moderators to moderate, it would be amazing, guys. So they have to keep it on the subject and keep it uh, in a certain boundary where we don't get shut down, okay? So guys? if they get out of line, boot them out of the room is what I say. Yeah, I agree. And listen. Because we don't have time for this. Listen, got, this is very serious. It's all about loving God and loving others, okay? So if you can't say anything loving, then don't say anything at all. It's okay. You're not going to hurt our feelings if you want to get out of the video, okay, and out of the chat. We love you. We're going to get back and get busy. Okay. Now, there's a lot of things out there that go basically subliminally within our culture, and they use topics. They use terms like the natural law. We've been seeing these different terminology about the foundations of our culture and our society, yes. even the world, the United Nations. And they say natural law here, natural law. Uh, even our ministers are using natural law. Could you please explain to us and give some people some insight why that's concerning to us? Please, Miss Yana. Right. Well, the, the ministers are not wrong using the term natural laws. There is such a thing as natural law. Right. Natural law is just universal basic values. Okay. Right. They are uh, in intact as long as creation exists. Right. It's a common sense basic values. And we as Christians would say, do to others as you want the others do to you. Right? right. So there is common sense, natural law. So when you hear a minister like a minister, it's a pastor, Chuck Baldwin uses a lot natural law. Mm -hmm. They're correct on this. However, what has happened is that Noahide laws and, and Jews who proclaim Noahide laws uh, stole that term for mm -hmm. themselves. They stole that. They stole it. Okay, and here I have a so Natural much. Law Society of America, for I'm example. Switch it over can, to you, okay? Yeah. Go yes, right they're ahead. trying to persuade the world and even our ministers. There was a colon in the United Nations in the year of 2016 before elections, before elections, of, uh, before Donald Trump was elected. They had a meeting with various representatives of various countries. And they were trying to persuade each representative that Noahide laws are just basically natural laws and civil rights laws. Hmm. That's what they're persuading right. them. So it's all coming through manipulation and deception. Okay. And here we go. Natural Law Society of America. When you look at this, what do you see? Prayer. First thing, Noahide law. And then you have in parentheses, natural law. Okay. Very. That's very clear. You see, it does not require prayer or celebrations. However, it is natural for people to desire to pray. The Noahide laws were traditionally given to Adam and Eve. Nowhere does it say no, Noahide laws. Right. Tell me, I mean, where in the scripture do you see that God gave Adam and Eve seven Noahide laws? It's just Nowhere. thousands right. of years later that a rabbi, rabbi said right. that God gave it to Noah. I mean, right. to, well, Adam and Eve and Noah and all of them. Right. It's per se. That's a tradition. Yeah, Am I correct? Is, right. That is correct. And the, the thing is, when we when we got this from Rambam, 
he was basing this off of Samuel, the prophet, when Israel wanted a king and God said, I'm your king. Mm -hmm. And so he concluded that it wasn't written in the Bible. It was left out what the laws were for the king. And that's where Rambam came up with the seven Noahide laws. All right. And the, but the thing was, Samuel did not leave out what the law of the king was because God told him. And it was simple. Your daughters will be used for confectionaries. Your sons will become his foot runners. You know, mm -hmm. he expelled out for Samuel, the prophet for Israel, what was going to happen because they had rejected God from being king over them. And this is what they were going to get instead. And this is what we have even to this day in all the countries around the world. We always have some leader to rule over us. And as right. a result, we fight wars and everything else and all that kind of Explain stuff. Explain to everyone who Rambam is, please. Rambam is a Jewish sage from about the 12th century. 12th century. Um, he and Rashi were are considered to be the most two prominent Talmudic rabbis or Midrash rabbis of this day. And uh, they, they just added more to the Talmudic teachings uh, because it is believed in Judaism that the rabbis have authority over even that of the prophets, the Bible, Moses, and everything else. Okay. So, yeah, if you want to show the image. Gotcha, for gotcha. Is, Rambam is. is also known uh, as Maimonides, okay? So uh, this is the um, very respected uh, sage. And look. This and of course, is, it's not. Do you name. see the arch architect of the Capitol? This My is on the AOC.gov, and Maimonides' portrait is in. Uh, here we go. Jewish philosopher Cordova Spain compiled a systemic exposition of whole of Jewish law, as contained in the Pentateuch and in Talmudic literature. Okay, and this is this his picture is in a house chamber in a United States Capitol. So they have him as an authority of, of a Jewish law. Now, this is Here why when you guys were in Washington and Jonathan Kahn was speaking and talking about going back to the bedrock yes. of civilization and the mm -hmm. founding fathers, All right. he's talking about like Rambam. Mm -hmm. This is why that... that, uh, that Those are the influencers of the ideologies of America. Yes. Well, they're highly, highly respected well, sages yes. of Jewish law. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are, you know, you see how the, the presidents are signing Noahide laws uh, every year. Right, right, well, right. They, the explanation of the Noahide laws comes from Rambam. He specifically said that all the Gentiles have to keep the Noahide laws or be executed by decapitation. I'm telling you, it's just and, right out there in plain sight. Wow. Right, and and his portrait is in U.S. Capitol. I I'm mean, if we you. are Christian nation, why would why would we have his portrait? Yeah. I need to do a uh, shout out. Yes. Earlier today, Stephen Yana filmed with us. Okay. They showed us how that the Noahide laws are very influential with a certain group of very intellectual, smart people. Was it? Galileo, who all, I mean, all these philosophers that we respect, it was all in the same, I don't want to give it away, mm -hmm. but I'm like, you're going to have to go watch the video that we upload later because you're going to see how the architects, quote unquote, our founding fathers who put together the ideologies, I would say, of democracy and whatever mm -hmm. social democracy, 
that really isn't democracy. It's a constitutional republic that really underneath that surface is really a socialistic, communistic manu manifesto because we've already fulfilled a lot of the communistic manifesto. So no matter what you do, there's a surface level with on the news, they say democracy, democracy. You look into it, we're actually a constitutional republic. Yes. Then you look into it a little further, we've already fulfilled nine of the 10 communistic manifestos, Dr. Day said yesterday, now, and I believe her, because I went and looked at it after it says, I'll be darned, we sure have. So now I'm sitting there like, now you see a little more insight of what, and we can go in this all day, but we won't get off on that. We're I have a go, question for Steve. Go ahead. Steve, why, they want to know, when the, and Brock too, this probably be for you and Brock, when the Bible says to pray for Israel, does it say pray for Israel or pray for Jerusalem? Oh, this is a good one. You pray start off. Let's pray for Jerusalem. And what's the difference? Well, well, they say Zion and all these other in our interpretations, Zion and Jerusalem. No, they we say, are, why does the Bible say Jerusalem. pray for Israel? Here we, we go. Jerusalem. I love this topic. Well, the thing is, I mean, they can say what they want to say, yeah. but it doesn't make it doesn't make it right. Right. You know, Jesus talks about us. We are that new Jerusalem. We are, you know, the city that comes down. We are that the, the, the bride itself is Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so there's, yeah. there's a lot I of gotta, different ways we can go on that. But. I'll say a little bit on that, too, because. All right. So in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, right in John, he starts it off by saying in the beginning was the word and uh, the word was with God. and The word was God and he was the light of men and him was the life. So he goes and approaches everything that Israel says about them, the Torah you know, as a word, is a lamp unto my feet. They call it the word in like Proverbs and Psalms. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the word. Yes. So the written law is embodied. He is the word became flesh and dwelt yes. among us. They say that they are the light to the world, to the Gentiles, right? That's what, that's what they say. Right. Am I wrong? No, that's, you're right. that's right. But they can't be. That come on, because Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And that's then he exactly says, right. you sons of your heavenly father like me, you are the light of the world. And Come on, baby. Here's the thing. Jesus said to them, <laughs> he said, y'all got Brock all fired you, you know, that they were in darkness. And then if they didn't believe on him, the one that God has sent, his only son, they would remain in darkness. He said that. Jesus Christ said that. That's exactly right. So the point is, is, you know, this is what I don't understand. The people, Christians are willing to go and submit themselves underneath Talmudic rabbis. Right. Even when you wear the kippah, including the Vatican and all their cardinals that wear the, wear the yarmulke as well, they show Very submission old. to Judaism. Mm. All right? Jesus has already told you, if the blind lead the blind, let them, they both fall in the ditch, right? Yes, sir. So the thing is, the, the only way you can have that light, as you quoted from John, 1 John there, is the Christ's spirit, the Holy Spirit, has to be dwelling within you. That was the whole meditorial work, was to bring the light to men, that and women as well, that that light could be dwelling within us. And without that, you're right. without that, you're not the light. That's why he told his apostles, ye are the light of the world that's set upon a hill. And you don't right. cover it with a bushel. Yeah. All right, so no, so shine before we, people have got to get this in their heads. You're not helping the Jewish people. You are not doing them one bit of good when all you do is you 
run to them and say, we need to know. We've got to know our Hebrew roots. Jesus Christ is the root. Come on. Uh, right? right? He root. is everything. A and me. if you sit there and in, what, what are you doing? You're taking that, you're taking a law into yourself with a people yes. that Jesus clearly said were blind, even in Revelation. And of course, that was the church getting that way. Why was the church Laodicea getting that way? Because they were going right back into the same old thing. Right, right. Yeah. You know, blind, naked, and miserable don't even know hold it. On, hold on. There is something that I hear all the time on this topic about they talk about Israel from the covenant uh, with, with Abraham and God. Let's talk about the seed of Abraham. Who was yeah, the seed? Yeah, somebody just brought that up. Who was the seed? It was Jesus. Well, right. Apostle Paul clearly identified that the seed is Christ. He said he doesn't speak of seeds as of many, but he speaks of one seed. That's right. Which is Christ. He right. is so Christ. When, when the scripture says, Come bless on. those who bless, bless you. I'll bless those who bless you and curse him who curses you. It, I think it's Genesis 12. Yes, yes. Right. So in that scripture, what's the meaning? What's the interpretation of that scripture? The Zionist pastors are telling the church that it is to bless physical Israel. All right, everybody okay. listen very close right here because this is a topic that we need to reiterate this. It is people are so blinded. The veil, yeah. the veil that Paul yes, talked. Blinded. He said there was a covenant of death, a ministry of death. He talked about with Moses, it was death. The spirit is life. Can you please reiterate this slowly to people about this whole Zionist, even the pastors preaching that you you can't say anything against Israel. Right. Okay, so there was he looked at the sand, the natural, and he said, Look at the stars, and there's a spirit. Yes, right? So go ahead. Exactly. Well, yeah, as we said, Genesis 12.3 is used in Zionist churches. Mm -hmm. And this is what's quoted constantly. I'll bless those who bless you and curse right. him who curses you. This is like what, the, that, that's the first thing they will tell you. Right. Why? Because Zionist pastors are misinterpreting the meaning of scriptures. And the church is not reading the New Testament. Because if you were reading the New Testament, Apostle Paul clearly said who the seed is, who Israel is. Very and clearly. he's speaking that seed of Abraham is a spiritual seed. It's not physical seed. Well, see, this is what's going to bring the anti-Semitism. I'm right. just telling you right oh, now yeah, because yes. the way, yeah. you know, with this, the, now with President Trump, he is focused a lot on anti-Semitism. Yes. The State Department did that whole thing just recently, remember? Yes. That was back in October. They did a whole anti-Semitism summit. Conference, yeah, it was bad. So they're getting ready to crack down, and they're going to use this because in Christianity, please, Steve and Brock, y'all are the scholars. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, but in Christianity, we say Jesus is the only door. He's the only road to salvation. He's the only way to God. So the covenant of the old is gone. Right. Okay, so what has happened with our evangelical NAR leaders is they have partnered with Israel, the, the Zionists, let's put it that way. They have partnered with the Zionists and they have told them that there is two covenants, that the old covenant is still applicable to the current covenant that they have, and there's both. To the natural Jews, though. Right. That's yeah, what they that's say. What they Only say. to the natural Jews. They still have a covenant. But go ahead. I just want to make sure we go. Yeah, but the point is, is that there's only one covenant. That's and that's right. what y'all are true. saying. 
Because if you try to, in other words, that's why you don't see all these evangelicals over there trying to win them to Jesus. Because, and you'll even see them, because, you know, I came from NAR. You will even see them, and they'll say, oh, don't you dare try to convert them. That's anti-Semitism. Don't, they're not supposed to convert. We're grafted in. They're only sending them to hell then by doing that. Exactly. Let, let me clarify one thing, too, right. because you guys got into the seat, and you may have a lot of the viewers out there that are watching right now that they look at Paul as a false apostle because there have been a lot of rabbis oh, yeah. that have really raked Paul over the coals for some of the things that he says. The issue over seed is one of those issues. Wow. Because Tobia Singer, and I know Tobia, he came out and he published out there that Paul was completely false, that there's no such thing as seeds plural in Hebrew. It's just zarah. The word zarah means seed. Uh-huh. All right. And so he said it was ludicrous, basically, for, for Paul to say seeds when it doesn't exist in the Hebrew Torah. If you go to the Dead Sea Scrolls, because you have to remember, our Hebrew version of the scriptures today was done, was written about 200 years after Christ. OK, this okay. is when we got the, the Masoretic version of the Hebrew scripture. When you go to the Dead Sea Scrolls, which do predate Masoretic text. All right. And you begin to read in there, even in some of the commentary that is written there in the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Jewish leaders at Qumran clearly used multiple time the word zarim and the word zara, which is seed and seeds plural. Specifically, when they're talking about the genealogy of Israel, they use the word zarim, which is seeds plural. And when they're talking about the Messiah, Come on, brother. they say Zara singular. See. And the only reason you ever see that it's still singular, but not mentioning specifically the Messiah, is because of the lineage that's being passed down through the promise. It's a faith seed is what it is. Right. And even they had the ability to see that as well. And they also clearly knew that the Messiah, according to Psalm 104 by David, where there would be another priest that would rise up after the order of Melchizedek and not after the order of Aaron, would have to bring a new covenant. So the Jewish people wow. 200 plus years before Christ came were looking for a new covenant, a Melchizedek priesthood that would not be after the order of Aaron. And these are things that cause people to stumble. Right. And not knowing reference wise, guys, for those of you that want to research and I, we... <laughs> We are encouraging you strongly to be like the Bereans and go research yes. and see what we say that it is so. Now, the book of Hebrews, from Romans on as well, all of Paul's teaching, he talks about the wall of partition that you talked about. The Gentiles versus the Jews, the enmity. He meant racism, guys. <laughs> That's one of the things they don't talk about. It was a lot of racism, Jews and Gentiles. And we don't want to get in the topic, but the wall of partition was taken away, built one new man. In Christ, no Jew, no Greek. Right. Okay, not no, there's not Jew nor Gentile, male or female. We are in Christ. Our life is hidden. Okay, in Christ. See, they don't teach. Them. And His righteousness is ours. His word is ours. He gave us His Spirit, His name. Whatsoever we do, in word or in deed, we do in the name of Jesus Christ. That's Colossians chapter three. And Hebrews says that He gave us a covenant based upon better promises 
So better promises is I will be your God. I will walk in. I will live in you. I will write my law on your heart, not a stony heart, but I will write it on the tablets of your heart. You want to say anything about the new covenant? Because if you don't, I will go ahead, please. Y'all go ahead. But you see what I'm saying? It is a new covenant. And if you want to go look at this, that would be where you'd start. Go back and read everything he talked about. And we won't, we got a lot of things to talk about tonight, but let me just leave it with you that leave you with that all through Paul's teachings it will give you the clear explanation of what we're talking about but I just read some text that the Noahide rabbis are even saying for those who follow the apostle Paul that Paul instead of teaching them about the mosaic things he because he was preaching to the Gentiles was actually preaching this gospel, which was the Noahide laws. This is a deception. You see, if they don't go one way, they go the other way. Yeah, he's saying Noahide laws. So that's why his people in his churches weren't keeping the Sabbath. They weren't, you know, this feast or this, and they weren't keeping the festivals, and they didn't do Jewish customs. That's why he rebuked Peter. I mean, we can talk about this a lot, but let's Mm -hmm. just, I want you guys to see that this is a huge deception. In order to get people deceived, you have to discredit the Apostle Paul. Well, that goes back to the next question is, and I know you've answered this before, so you can just pass it if you want to, but they're asking again, is who are the 144,000? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> can you believe they You can that? pass that. And are, are they already in heaven? You can read Revelation. Let's well, well, skip that one for right yes. now. Yes, okay, the next good. question is, is it safe to say that the Noahide laws will be the one world religion? I think, in my opinion, it is very safe because they are grooming uh, Jerusalem, earthly Jerusalem, to be a center of the one world religion. And, of course, Sanhedrin was born in the year of 2003, and I know they're self-appointed, and up till now, they they don't have any kind of supposedly power. Yeah. Only in, in the background. Yeah. They're highly mystical rabbis, okay? Well, that's a lot Andrew. like Nara. They're highly mystical. Highly mystical. Yes. And they do have power, but it's not officially told to people that they have power, but in the mm-hmm. background, they do. You know what I mean? They kind of run fully politics from the shadow. You said that the Pope, though, you mentioned how that the Pope has brought himself under the Jewish rabbis. So, Mm -hmm. and the Pope's the one on the front man, okay, with the Islamic and the Jewish covenants that they just signed, basically saying it's all the same God. I would imagine because if he's the Jesuit that we know that his studies, Mm -hmm. he's the front and that Sanhedrin could be the ones in the back. That's a that's a speculation. Well, the, the Pope of Rome was sending his bishops before he was Pope. Yes. He was sending his bishops to Jerusalem, to Israel, to study Noahide laws and be trained in Noahide laws. Yeah. And um, he he basically signed with the Israeli rabbis in 2007 a covenant for the Noahide laws. So that means that they signed on the Noahide laws, the, the laws, and he, he was the one who mentioned that these are the laws from um, from Book of Acts, you know, which is total deception. Because even in the Book of Acts, when, when Paul, when they're, you know, when the elders got together 
and there were rivalries between uh, Jews and Gentiles and what Gentiles supposed to keep or not keep. And they decided that there is certain things that they should keep just for the, you know, benefit of, of the Jews. All right, I'm going to keep on going to the next questions. Okay, so the we were talking earlier about the natural law, the words they use, and someone had mentioned sub-laws, okay? Yes, there's, that's one of these questions. There are seven laws that they call the Noahide laws, okay? <clears throat> How many sub-laws, uh, you could just say in the hundreds if you want to, but that's, that's what I understand. Is it in the hundreds? Well, th this is a deal. They don't agree that the... The rabbis don't agree on how many sublaws there are. Um, some rabbis will say there is 30. Some will say up to 600, because even sublaws have some sublaws. <laughs> okay. But wow. to sign on the Noahide laws, it's just like a sign. I always say that to people. Understanding as you are signing a blank piece of paper and you're putting a signature on it that you agree with whatever it's going to be put on that paper in the future, because they will just decide they have the power to make interpretation and decisions for the Gentiles and they can put on it anything they want. Okay. And their signature, right. their signature is already on it. Now so don't you have a book decided. here tonight of the sub laws? Yes. Let me show people. And they're wanting to know if you can just give a couple of them. Can you just read give a couple us of some them? examples? Yeah, give us some examples. Very good summary. Yeah, hold that up there. There we go. Like this? Yes, ma'am. That's called the Divine Code. Yeah. Rabbi, you say it. Rabbi Moshe Weiner. Okay. He, that's one of the books. There is many other books. I mean, wow. I just brought barely any books here because uh, I just have the full library. But this is one of the sub-laws. And I wanted to tell people something. Those who still say that, that they, they celebrate Sabbath, okay? There's yeah. a lot of Christians who go back to Jewish roots or Hebrew roots, they say, that they celebrate Sabbath. Okay. Now, even they are up for a surprise. They're up for a surprise. Because under this. Noahide laws, is... Gentiles are not going to keep the Sabbath. Not allowed to. They're not allowed to keep the Sabbath wow. the Jewish way. So they, they're going to have to stop. And then also, you're not allowed to, as a Gentile, to make your own religion or your own holiday unless it's approved by rabbis. Okay? Yeah. So this is wow. why you are seeing. Do, do you know what happened in 2020? that the Easter was taken away from Christians. Yes. They're taking away Thanksgiving, but the big thing is Christmas. Yes. Somehow yes. this Corona task force have a problem with Christmas mm -hmm. and anything that pertains to Christianity. Right. Okay, this is a very deliberate dismantling it of sure Christianity. If you pay attention to the details of what's going on. Well, that's a Noahide law agenda. Under Noahide laws, you cannot have Christmas because this is the, that's a prohibition of creating your own, it's a sub-law, okay? And you're creating, it's a sub-law under blasphemy. And you are yes. creating your own religion and your own holiday, and that's prohibited. So one wow. other thing that you mentioned earlier, they have the laws for the Jews, mm -hmm. that all of the Jews will abide by. And then they have the whole of the world that is supposed to give peace, world peace, um, civil, you know, justice and everything for the whole world in these seven laws. The first one is you can't have any idols. You have to have idols that the one God, okay, the Jewish God, and then the Jews have to be the priest. 
you have to accept the Jews or the priests to the God. Therefore, if they're yes. the priests, then they're the ones that interpret all these laws. Yes. I want y'all to see that because that's how this all makes this sense. This is why Yitzhak Shapira has come out and told Christians that they must submit themselves underneath the Talmudic rabbis. And he has made it very clear if you, you know, that it, and he, and he says it doesn't matter if they don't have it right yet. When the Messiah comes, he'll straighten it out. Mm. Well, the Messiah wow. came 2,000 years ago and he's already straightened everything Come out. On. And so, for the people to go and to submit themselves underneath Talmudic rabbis, that's you have just, I mean, the scripture says you crucify him afresh unto yourselves. And he even says, those of you that have tasted of the good world to come. And Hebrews chapter six, I believe, is where this is at. You know, how are you going to be able to renew yourself again? You fall away. You crucify Christ afresh, right? You know, the Son of God. So this is exactly what they're doing because the very ones that convicted him and had him put to death, and and I'm not saying the Jews today of, of two thousand years ago are the ones that actually did the conviction. No, they're not. But it is their forefathers, and they know that it was their forefathers, and and if People doesn't, don't think that doesn't carry some weight. What did Jesus said when he said to the uh, the Pharisees? He said, you say, if we had been back then, we would have not have been in the blood of the prophets. He said, but it is your fathers that did it. Fill you up the measure of your fathers in. And they did. And they sure. killed Jesus anyway. So it's the same thing today. And we're seeing that exact same thing. And the Christians are not paying attention to it. And I'm not against, you know, Jewish people, if they want to believe the way they want to believe, I believe in freedom of religion. But when you sit there and you're trying to put your ideology upon Christians and make Christians become submitted to your ideology, you know, and to and cause the Christian to totally reject Christ, that's what they're doing. I have got to interrupt and say this. Uh, someone wrote on here, they said they was led yesterday to a group that are Semites telling me because of my adultery, because I worship Jesus Christ, I'm going to get my one-way ticket to a FEMA camp. And he said they was going in to witness. It reminds me of this gentleman I interviewed one time. And I just want to give you a scenario of what we're looking at for the future. This gentleman said that he had this dream that he was on this plane and he had these uh, Christian leaders in the back and they was all oohing and on and going on the wonder of God. And, you know, like the what all God was doing in the earth and how beautiful the sky was and whatnot. But when the plane went into a descent, they ended up going underwater and they went down really deep and it got really dark. But when they come up back out of the water, it was completely black outside, like everything had went black. And then there was the sound that said, you must land the plane now. So he lands the plane now and they tell him, everyone get out now. So when they got out now, there was these men in black that met them and they separated uh, the children from the parents. When they took them into a room, they had these men with machetes and they were, they put all of the, which now I believe was the Gentiles. They put the Gentiles in a circle and they walked around with this machete like teasing them. 
And they said, they stopped at one and they said, you go to the center. And what they asked them was, have you ever stolen? Have you, they would bring up all these sins. And uh, the guy that was telling the story said, I was looking at this guy and I felt, we all felt so sorry for him because we've all sinned. I mean, if we was put in the middle and on the chopping block, you know, we can see how this would just be ter terrifying because he said in the dream that he knew that the, the guy knew that if he would admit to what he's done, he would be killed a certain way. And so he's like, do I say yes or do I say no? Because he said he almost knew like they already knew. So they're like probably hooked up to this AI, like this person has committed adultery and you know, like they could prove it. So they put them in the fire. And then, so then he said in front of everybody, they would just chop them up. They would just, you know, and it was their way of punishing uh, these people. But when I saw this, I thought, you know, I can totally see this with like some sort of tribunal to the church the persecution like we've never seen. I mean, what do y'all, when it comes to persecution and what you see on the other side of this with the courts of justice and all this, what do you see coming? Do you see scenarios like that or is it just going to be like what we see in the courts? Read the sun ball, they'll probably tell you every scenario. It's like, they, they're going to do this and this. They didn't order all these guillotines for no reason. And there is going to be massive amounts of execution. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the thing, and, and why? Because we've got Christians that are so dumbed down on the word of God mm -hmm. that they've allowed it. The power, listen, we were given power to rule and reign with Christ Jesus to tread the heads of scorpions and serpents. Yes. All right. Jesus identified to us where the scorpions and serpents were. And then the scripture says, you give the power. What power is that? That power to rule and reign with Christ. And you give it over into the beast. In Revelation, the beast happens to be a serpent. Right. So the people are giving the power. And that's, you can look at that as symbolic, you know, because, you know, the, as the scripture says in Revelation, I think uh, maybe it's Revelation 11, that when it talks about the two witnesses and their dead bodies lay in the street spiritually, it's spiritually called Sodom and Egypt which represented those, those crossing of the lines, but it's spiritually. Mm -hmm. So in this case here, if we want to look at that as a spiritual application, the, the church has given the power that Christ gave her to conquer Satan, and they have given it back over to that beast yes. system mm -hmm. that will rule and reign over us. Yeah, and so therefore the church becomes powerless. Which the Bible says know. that because another question was how does all this relate to Daniel and Revelation? Because another thing is the Bible says in the book of Revelation that we will be handed over. It's part of our uh, destiny of the end of days. And he specified that it will be for the testimony be held of Jesus mm -hmm. and yes. his commandments. Yeah, faith in yes. Jesus and his commandments. Yeah, no. notice that faith, his commandments. They, literally you not theirs wow his. that is great Steve. oh a lot of hebraic root you Oof. use that for the torah commandments but that's no not he's, he is. give us two 
love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. The commandments of Christ is the royal law of love. It's love. It's, it's love that's one the another only as I have loved law. you. And there's, right. there's like 1,030 commandments in the New Testament about Paul telling all their commandments combined is over a thousand. But there's only one law mm-hmm. in the New Testament. Jesus simplified things and made one law is love, the royal yes. law of love. Right. Therefore, we have liberty to create a law unto ourselves. I used to think that if I didn't quote every day Ephesians 6, you know, the whole armor of God, I every single day, if I didn't yes. pray every single piece of armor, then I wouldn't be protected that day. And then those days that I sinned or fell, I thought I, I didn't I didn't say my prayer. I made a law unto myself yes, that if I did not do that, my faith would be right there, that I would fall, I'd be open for the enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Paul, I believe it was, that actually said that, um, you know, when you take that law upon yourself, you're judged by the whole of the law. Mm-hmm. So when the people do this, it's not like God's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He'll let you go do it. But now <laughs> you're going to be responsible for every bit of it. Because they say 613. One rabbi says a different number. The other rabbi says different because what about the laws that he commanded to Moses, you know, or to this guy? You oh, know? the 613 have sub-laws. I mean, we're talking about, uh, about thousands upon thousands. So you say, I'm just going to, all I want to do is decide to keep this one law. But then all of a sudden, well, if you do that one, what, how far into that? For example, my Sabbath friends that I love, right? Mm-hmm. These all of our brothers out there that choose to do Sabbath. Again, no judging, just right. like you don't judge us. You have to be, Paul said, be fully persuaded in your own mind. Yes. And I'm going to love and edify you with your choice to do that. Now, he said, now the question I'll usually have them, well, how many rules are you giving yourself to do this? At what point are you not keeping your Sabbath now? Right, and right. that's where you guys hear my heart. This is where you kind of, you know, you can fall off a cliff here. Because then they'll tell me, I've heard them say, well, we don't open our fridge after a certain time. And then we only make sandwiches. We don't want to fully cook because that's long. I'm like, where do you get that in the word? Right. They it's, had it's made, not there. you see, just that, see, Jesus challenged, he challenged Talmudic law mm-hmm. when he was here. He did. And the thing is, I mean, I know Yannick can tell you, we were at a synagogue in, uh, in Slovakia one time and we were walking with, with the rabbi and a couple of other guys there and they forgot to turn the light on inside the, the one hall, light the light off in, in the one hall that they needed to turn the light off in. And I said, well, I'll turn it off for you. No, you can't see if you're Jewish. You cannot do that. We have to find a Gentile to turn the light off because you will have broken the Sabbath. You know, now, I mean, you know, the washing of pots <laughs> and pans, yes, you sir. know, how legalistic do you become? This right. is why Jesus, when he was here, they considered that he broke the Sabbath based on their law, right. you know? And, and the thing was, is he was trying to get them beyond this. Beyond, above. Exactly. Because the law of love doesn't do that. That's right. Well, I want to move on to another I, one. We probably should. I know everybody, I could just feel, you know, the people out here, their alarms going off. Let me just do one other thing to flow seamlessly into the next one. Okay. Uh, it's the outward acts that you could do in the law. I could just do the Sabbath and the law. I could just not commit adultery long as I didn't actually do the act. Now, in that, under that law, I had to keep all the laws, but I didn't have to in my heart. 
right. could I could be undressing every single woman around me. Right. Right. And I and these days, for example, you could look at pornography and watch every rated R whatever movie. But as long as you didn't go out and commit adultery, you did not break your law. Right. But Jesus, okay, right. Jesus says, let me teach you how to live as a son of God, like, like your father, being perfected and being godly, yes. right? He said, if you look upon it, now it's your heart. So I'm going to teach you not to just, you know, do outward acts. I'm going to teach you to die to yourself and now live in this new man. I have fulfilled all of those laws. I have fulfilled the righteousness. Now, right. I've done it for you. Now, let my spirit live inside of you, make you new because you died. You know what? Now, and I died. Now I'm alive and I have power. Now you live and do things in my spirit with my words and my name to live above that. So you don't even have to focus on not doing this and that. You focus on doing all of the other loving things because now you don't have to worry about, oh, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, look at this one. No, you focus on edifying and building others up and you won't fulfill. You won't do outward acts anymore. Matter of fact, when your heart's so right to love God and love everyone around you, you will not break the law now you grow more and more and you'll learn all right just want to give you a little bit of a tidbit to get you thinking the right that was person. him wanting to get his preach on all that was <laughs> well, you know, i can I sense people can. out there asking right now yeah i just want to add to this please it's very important what, what you said they're begging for truth right it, now. it's a very important yes, that is true. And, and this is a big topic and very important topic right now in our church because it a lot is. of people are turning to I the law. I know the okay? Hebrew root And when they say you don't keep the law because you don't have Sabbath and all, all kinds of stuff, you have to be do keep the law. We keep the law with a much higher standard. That's right. Because Jesus put the law on much higher standard because we transform to his image. We transform right. to his image. That's and it's a process of sanctification that you transform into his image to him and then you see him as he is and you keep it on a much higher more noble standard than just oh i keep the law because you can see what i do mm -hmm. you Come know on. just like you said jesus said oh, if you committed adultery in your heart with her or if just look upon the woman mm -hmm. right you committed already adultery yeah, you didn't commit the act. all of that he yeah. hit it all Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a keeping of law, but on a much higher noble standard. Well, I would like to add to the law, right. law with the law of love. You wouldn't right. do that in the first place. Right. You know. Well, the higher standard is the is the heart. Right. The it's it's, it's where Jesus begins examining your motives. Right. This is that's a very good point. And he empowers and, you to do that. That's the key. He gives you the power. He did it. He said, I did it. Now I'm gonna put my same spirit in you. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. And also, in in a in a book of Genesis, it says, "And Lord rested on the seventh day, right?" Yeah. And then when Jesus came, what did He say? Enter into my, my rest. rest. Yes. Okay. So if you enter into Him, you're resting. That's right. And the one thing that you got to keep in mind, as you alluded to it already, Sister Janet, was the fact that when when you the the law is from your heart. Mm -hmm. It's not a law written on stone. It's a law that's written on the table of your heart. As the scripture says, a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Not what you think in your head. And this is where a lot of Christians get themselves trapped. 
a thought will cross your mind and you condemn yourself automatically. Satan can put all kinds of thoughts in your mind. Yes, he can. True, true. All right. It's what you do with it. That's right. You're the one that chooses what you do with it. And when a person in their heart wants to serve the Lord and you have that law of love within you, you reject it. Don't take responsibility for thoughts in your head. Now, if you can't seem to get over that, then Bible find someone. Right. Then, if, you know, find someone, not somebody that's got the same problem, <laughs> but somebody that doesn't, they yeah. can help you to pray through to get over that issue. Yeah. And last thing, you know, you can't, you can let a, a bird a poop on your head, but you can't let the bird build a nest. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The enemy will put thoughts in there, but it's when you're enticed by your lust and you go and give sin, it's conceived. You right. must Keep your mind pure, pulling down every stronghold, everything out of your mind and walk. Now, we'll talk in that more. We got a lot of teachings on that. We're going to keep going forward, okay? Okay. Yes, mama. Okay, the next question is going to the LGBT agenda and the Noah Hyde laws. Last night, we talked about that with Dr. Day, and she had a wealth of knowledge, but they want to know from you as well. Okay, what are the Noah Hyde laws going to do about the LGBT agenda? Oh, here we go. This is very important. Uh, <clears throat> and it, it gets confusing. <laughs> it gets very confusing. Ooh, buddy. Okay. Um, LGBT agenda comes from Sabbatai Zavi, okay, who was a Jewish messiah. A lot of Jews actually accepted him as a messiah. He was followed by uh, Jacob Frank, I think. Yeah. So that's why they're called Sabbatean Frankists, who believed, and it was about 50% of Jewry, that actually believed they're the Messiah. So Whoa. he later actually um, converted to, to um, Muslim religion. What? Yes. Now, and of course, he confused Jewish people with this, but they believe that it is by sin, by sin, that you bring redemption. Now, the Noahide laws are against LGBT. However, they welcome it, they tolerate it, they still call them Jews. Why? Because they help. They help to bring in the Messiah. The right? Messiah. Gotcha. You know, they <clears throat> help, they want to pervert the Gentiles so badly that sure. then they can bring a solution. And the solution are the Noahide laws. They're going to kill people. But that's different for the Jews. The Jews have sub-laws that let them get away with sexual perversion acts. They do. When in reality, anyways, yes. it's... Well, it's kind of like the Islam. That's how they do, too. They are going to, uh, even though it comes from the Sabbatai background, which is Jewish background, you know, they're quoting the Old Testament scripture where God says, I created good and I created evil. They use that? They use that scripture and they say that God created good, but he created evil as well. And we have to use that evil. So what they're doing, they're Ooh. creating chaos and, and perverting society so they can bring the solution. Right. Wow. I'm, yes. I'm remembering it, right it, now, really, Prophet uh, Samuel, what did he say? Obedience is right. better than sacrifice that yes. your disobedience is like the sin of witchcraft yes and that's what that is man it's right. a witchcraft that's a whole another subject rebellion. but they you know they under no it was they'll be executed 
All right, Steve. what do you got for us, Steve? Well, you don't have to read it. I just wanted people while we were talking about Sabatai Levy to kind of see a little bit about uh, what he was and who he was. So this is the 1600s, huh? Yes, he was from the uh, from 1648. He was their Messiah figure. And the dark side of, of genius, he was a strange person, though modern psychology might uh, classify him as a maniac depressive, hmm. if not schizophrenic. Many depressive, yeah. Various flights of mood and long episodes of depression. He practiced uh, ascetic ways, fasting for weeks on end and only drinking water. He practiced self-flagellation, uh, which was common practice among the Shiite Muslims who frequently, uh, uh, no. I can't follow, that's okay. It's okay. The point is this is what's practiced by even today is still uh, from Sabbatai Levi to, to, to the Frankist doctrine who continued on his legacy. The whole purpose was, was the, the thought is, is the more evil you do, the more that you have the ability to bring the Messiah. Well, it will wow. basically will help the Jews to bring in the Messiah and they can bring their solutions. You know, a lot of people don't actually believe that in Jerusalem or in Israel, I think it's Tel Aviv is the capital of the LGBT, yes. Can, do we have proof for that? How do we well, know that? Here's the thing: we, the big issue when it comes to this, you. they're setting them up. The government under Netanyahu has really opened up to them. He was the one that you actually got them to come and speak to, uh, or come and do their parade in Jerusalem, and. You know, but what the gay community does not know, the LGBT community does not realize, is that they're being set up. And I cannot help but wonder, because you know they believe in the death sentence for anyone that is uh, that has uh, uh, the gay gay lifestyle. It's just like the thing about if you worship Jesus, if you believe Jesus to be the Son of God, you know they consider that a false god. Both of these, the sexual immorality and the Christian, both are going to get beheaded. Right. Well, isn't it interesting that when you look at what the Orthodox community, what Israel has been doing when they're trying to get the Jews to come back home, they don't want them to go to Tel Aviv or to Haifa. They want them to what? come and settle in the mountains of Judea and Samaria instead. I wow. have a feeling they know that when the war breaks out with Iran, they're going to allow one of those nukes to hit either Tel Aviv or Haifa. It will also fulfill their, their mandate of X number of Jews being killed. Because even though you could be an LGBT, if you're a Jewish LGBT, you're higher than a Gentile. Wow. Rank and status. All right. All right. But it doesn't mean that they accept the lifestyle. So could they be, could they be setting them up? And could that be the reason why we have Tel Aviv as the gay capital of the world? bringing them into one place so that they you can, can thin the ranks. Read about that. There is many, of course, a lot of states. They, they claim several capitals, that's what you're saying? They claim several capitals, okay. and it says here that the Tel Aviv is a gay capital of the Middle East specifically, meaning that, okay. you know, so not many people are aware that Tel Aviv is a very liberal city with a huge population of LGBT population. City has a lot of destination. An it establishment's make your catering gay community. Control. Mm -hmm. That mess up. That's prime. I got you. Oh, it's okay. All right. How do you get back over there? 
Now, just think about it. They call themselves a Jewish. Yeah, you do, bro. Like Judea, Judean values, right? <laughs> We're having fun here. Yes. There we go. There you go. See? No way they can. Did you read what it said down there about the. Go scroll down a tad bit right here. Look what it says right there. How they're advertising it. You know, Gaycities.com? Yeah, it has an exotic what? Mediterranean laid-back attitude after Tel Aviv beat New York as the best gay city in the world in wow. their reader poll a couple of years ago for Tel Aviv Pride Week. It is well-known Schenken Street. Mm-hmm. Schenken Street. Now, real quick, as we go to the next question, you want to share the story about uh, the perversion and how the <clears throat> broke and it flooded down the street? Oh, yes. Why don't you share that story just to give a little bit of an extra layer of conviction here. The first year that they, uh, that when the LGBT community was approached to hold the parade, gay pride parade in Jerusalem, they refused to do so. And they said, we can't, it's not safe for us. But Netanyahu's government agreed to give them whatever they need and paid them to do the gay pride parade. Well, the next, when they had the day of the parade on a street called Hanavin, which means the street of the prophets, oh Hanavin, uh, the sewer lid blew off of the lid and raw sewage flowed down the street the day of the parade. And it was listed in Israeli news that this must be what God thinks about what we have done. Oh, well, if that don't say something. Well, we have another question that people are asking. Is the shituf or shituf, yeah. if you want to pronounce that right? right. What is the shituf? Yeah, Would you like to shituf. share that with us, Miss Yana? Well, if you go to many evangelical preachers, um, they will say, "Well, the Noahide laws are not dangerous because the Jews have this idea of shituf." Okay. Okay. What is the Shituf? Well, that says the Shituf doctrine is that basically the Gentiles or Christians can have, indeed, uh, under Judaic law, they can have a mediator or representative for one God, and it's okay, all right? So under this Shituf doctrine, that's how Christians and Jews are forming friendships and they're on this bridge, you know, they're on this bridge. Yes, it is and a bridge. So basically it's it's an excuse that, oh, wow, we, they have shituv, they allow us Christians to have Jesus, so everything is hanky-dory and pretty. Okay, you have to understand this is a major deception mm-hmm. and it is a manipulation of Christians. If you go and start reading into a detail what the doctrine of Shituf is, there was maybe one rabbi in history, one sage, who said that Christians can have a mediator and it's okay, right? But when you start reading the mm-hmm. law, you, you will come to a conclusion. They allow... If you believe it, if you believe that God has a mediator, but that mediator is not equal to God, okay, it's not, and you can believe it in your heart, but you can never, ever practice it. Really? So, 
right. If Rabbi tells me, well, you can have mediator, but don't you go and sing to Jesus or worship him as God, that's idolatry. So I don't understand this evangelical evangelical preachers who actually make the excuse of shituf in, wow. in you know that on the pretense of shituf we can be friends with with jews so again you can believe in it in your heart but you can never practice it and it's a temporary arrangement between christians and jews of course it's because at the ah. end even in this book here divine code on the Shitu, you're going to find that eventually in a world to come, when, when Jews are over the Gentiles, uh, the Shitu doctrine is going to be done away with. Oh, yeah, because when these right. go in full effect, right, the right. Jews themselves right. they will are say, the only mediator, they're the priests. Right, right. Okay, so earlier, we're going to circle back. I know new people have joined this, and we went into the very uh, basics of what this is at the Talmudic. Jewish a rabbi traditions, the same traditions that Jesus said, you have made the written word of God of none effect because of your traditions. You're teaching as the commandments of God, the commandments of men. You're teaching these, um, the Mishnah, the Talmud. Um, you're teaching all these traditions from the rabbis as if it's the written word of God. And Jesus would then tell them what the written word said. So we mentioned about the basics of this. Now, we also mentioned that there's seven laws, the Noahide laws, and there's sub-laws. You have a book here that gives us an idea, just a quick, you know, a little bit of proof for people that are just sitting there like, well, why don't we read them and take us down this little bit of, what do they need to know from these books you have? Here? Okay, this is another book that was published. That's called The Theory and Practice of Universal Ethics. Right. Okay. okay and who wrote that? Okay. This is Theory and Practice of Universal Ethics by Shimon David Cohen. Okay. About the Noahide Laws. Well, yeah. Universal Ethics. Wow. What's that? Underneath it says the Noahide Laws. <laughs> sure does. So here we go. Of course, the, the Noahide Laws are going to come through education. Anyway. And then also mentioned the United Nations. This. SDG sustainable development goals right you're about to hear what the UN is preaching around the world which is the front for the guys of the Noahide laws now you're about to hear some of their terminology that we have stacks of papers to read you well first of all you have to understand that they consider when people say that that the law 10214 is not really a law public law it's not in effect you have to understand that this is a sneaky way how to sneak it into our law system and our education system so later when constitution is no longer that will stay yeah you can go that to congress.gov we went there yesterday congress.gov yeah. you can look up the education day or the mm -hmm. law and it says very clearly that it became law it is law and they are bragging about this law right here they're bragging about all the presidents. The okay? United States Congress. Oh, yeah. The oh. United States Congress and president in 1991 indoors the set of seven universal ethical principles known as the Noahide laws as the bedrock of society since dawn of civilizations and as values upon which our great nation was founded. What a lie. 
or the like. That's what they okay? say. So anyway, they're bragging about this, mm -hmm. all right, in this universal ethics book. But let's go to Sablos. This particular book is so evil. When you read all of this. What page is that on? This this particular page is, well, here, Brock, you got better 193. eyes. 193. Chapter 8 is called The Reverence for G hyphen D. That's the new way that they teach to say God. And by the way, that is in our education system. They're taking out the O out of God. I didn't know that. Our, you can go to the video, everyone, that Lynn Taylor did. She she showed us the proof of that. What? what? You know, the, the STEM and the STEAM, yeah. the STREAM education things. You can see this, that in the public education and also in the private, like homeschool education systems, also VBS, Christian Educations. Listen, it is now that oh, no. they are switching it to not G-O-D, hyphen is now taking the place. Well, Steve, wow. why does that just rub me so raw when that O is gone? I feel like they're saying the GD word. <laughs> they literally do. I know. And you know, the thing is, is it I'm makes, sorry, that's a good one, it makes me feel okay. like they're cussing my God. It just feels offensive. But they tell me when I've mentioned that before that I'm just an uneducated person, that the Hebrew word is really G. Please well, the reason us. the reason why in Judaism and also in the people that are following the Hebrew roots type of movement or, or messianic beliefs is because they say God can apply to anything as far as a God. Your 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 house could be a God. Your your wife could be your God. Your your child could be your God. Uh, and so, therefore, in their way of thinking, you take the O out, put a hyphen in there, and it now distinguishes between. Uh, the true God versus the fake, you know. In the Bible, is, where does it say that at in it the doesn't. Old Testament? Hold up. No, in the written word where they get that from? Well, here's the thing. It's the same <laughs> thing as Elohim. Elohim also can apply to different types of gods. It doesn't have to be just applied to, okay, if you were to say Jehovah or something like that, it, you know, Elohim. You know, Satan could be Elohim as far as that goes. And yeah. that's the word we translate to God in English. So, but still, it makes, it's really kind of ludicrous. Do we have a hyphen in Elohim in the Bible? No. Right. It's just, you know, by the context of who you're talking about. And so, therefore, they're doing something. And that's why I could see why it would be offensive. Because we're allowing rabbinical teachers to dictate to us what we do. As if we don't have the ability to distinguish between, okay, if we were to say Jesus Christ is God, okay, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, you know, if you if you want to say that uh, Trump has become the God of America, we know by the context that that's a little G, not a big G. That's right. all you need is little G, big G. Exactly. Like Allah. Exactly. So Elohim, we don't put a hyphen in Elohim. That's them dictating and changing things in order to make Christians compliant. Well, explain ideology. to me about when people go off in the Hebrew roots movement, and y'all know I have seen this over the past seven years oh, yeah. traveling this country. There is a spirit that comes with it of pride. It's like a, it's like a very hard shell that comes over people when they enter into that because... I once had an employee 
you know, like I worked for a, a business that were Hebrew roots. And they thought they knew everything. Even though they hired me as a professional, it's the, it's this mindset that's on the Hebrew roots is that it's prideful. We're better than you. We know more than you. We have more knowledge than you. It's like a me, me, me. Well, let's let the air out of the sales. All right. Okay. There's a lot of, I, I would say there's a lot of good people that are Hebrew roots and I don't have a problem with that right. there. But the thing is, in the basic fundamental principle of Hebrew roots are these are people that believe they're part of the lost 10 tribes of Israel that, that feel like they've been left out. But the whole point is the 10 tribes of Israel, they think that were the lost tribes, were not lost at all. Jesus specifically said, I am sent only unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. They were lost when he was there. Mm -hmm. And then he tells his apostles when they went out, Come on, brother. he said, go into only the lost sheep of the house of Israel and enter into those cities. Do not go by the way of the Gentiles. So he went and he was gathering them back in then. And we know that they were successful in what they did because on the day of Pentecost, not only were they there on the day of Pentecost, but in verse 36 of Acts chapter 2, Peter lays the charge of the crucifixion even at the feet of the house of Israel. He said, oh, you house of Israel, not house of Judah, oh, yeah. you house of Israel, this same Jesus whom you crucified has been made both Lord and Christ. All right. So the thing is, we don't, the whole, the whole principle of Hebrew roots is them still believing that the 10 tribes are lost, they haven't returned home yet, and they feel like they have to come back in. And because of this major lifting up of the Jewish people and that they're God's chosen, that they also have included themselves into that because like they're oh, better than somebody else because they are the chosen, they're one of those tribes as well. You know, it kind of reminds me of a minister that said years ago, he listened to this one guy, he gets up there, he was a biker, he became a Christian, he's given his testimony, and everybody went woo and wow over the guy because mm. he became a Christian, he did all these bad things. And so when he gets down, he walks over the minister, uh, he's talking to the minister, he said, how do you think I did with my testimony? He said, it's absolutely terrible. He said, what do you mean it's terrible? He said, you think this is a good testimony? You trashed your life. You lived in sin. You did all these evil things. And now you come to Christ and think you're somebody. He said, I have more respect for the child that grows up, that is raised in a godly home, that can hold himself and keep himself and serving the Lord his whole life. He said, now that is a testimony. He said, not that I have a problem right. with your testimony. Right. So the thing is with Israel, it's the same thing. House of Israel and the house of Judy both. They both went so much into idolatry into such ungodliness, to such a place that when Christ came, it was condemnation after condemnation, and they still wouldn't believe him. 2,000 years later, they still don't believe him. Right, right. All right? Now, of course, the church has let down a little bit on that issue as well, not giving them the gospel, instead just handing the keys back to the kingdom again. But what about night. Dr. Day yesterday who says it's not in the Bible, the word Jew or the word Gentile? It is. It's Judean. It's not actually so she's the word correct. Jewish. She's or, correct in this. And Hebrew. I mean, true. Gentile. Gentile to all nations. Y'all can explain the that. The Greek I mean. word is Judean. Like when it says that they were all the all the Judeans, not Jews, from all the different nations wherein they were born. So they weren't even, that's the other thing that you know that Jesus was successful with his apostles and bringing back the lost tribes. Because they weren't born in Israel. They were born abroad. 
but they were Judeans. Why? Because they, their ancestors was from this land. Instead of calling it Israel, they called yeah. it Judea. Just like I would say I'm a Floridian. Oh, okay. That's and, the only meaning it had. And, oh, okay. and Hellenistic right. Jews, that was a big movement, you know, yeah. they were scattered abroad and everything. And, uh, one thing too to point out, guys, there's people out there that only understand Jewish roots as understanding, being able to understand the Bible. Now we know that's proper. You can study and understand the Jewish culture in order to interpret the Bible and understand idioms and things like that. Yeah, but they go back and do all the. That's festivals. what I'm saying. They're, that's where hermeneutics, or you know, studying the Bible. It is proper. It's okay to understand the footnotes and understand. That's where in the middle of the line, there's one extreme over here and another extreme. This is, if you have anything to add, I would say staying in the middle of the line is studying to understand. You know, the books of Moses, well, you got to understand. You might even have to look at a map to see where they walked. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. okay to understand Egypt and all this. And history. But pulling that into today well, when you're Here's Christian. where the problem comes in. A lot of the the Messianic and Hebrew roots community and a lot of evangelicals believe that the only feasts that were ever fulfilled were the, were the spring feast. They're what still you, waiting um, for the fall feast to be fulfilled. The fall feasts were fulfilled as well. Oh, here we go. That's All right. When you look at the What Sukkot, are the fall feasts? Well, you, you have Sukkot, you have Yom Kippur, the, which is the day of mourning. The day of mourning was fulfilled 2,000 years ago. All right. They literally, they were mourning and weeping over Christ being killed. All right. Now, the other thing is, too, like the uh, Sukkot, people think that they have to go get and build a tent in the backyard on Sukkot and keep this, you know, as, as a custom and everything. When you enter into Christ, you have entered into the Sukkah. He the is that tent. He is the right. tabernacle itself. So you must enter into him. Now, if you want to keep them as far as just a tradition that you're doing, that's perfectly fine. Go ahead and keep it. Knock yourself out. I, you know, I've taught on all these subjects here and how that every one of the feasts have been fulfilled. Yeah. So what are we waiting for? Nothing. <laughs> okay. But the thing is, is because people think that they have not been fulfilled. And, and, and granted, I understand, though, this is why they get caught up in these doctrines. You know, I mean, I, I used to think some of the same Well, to things. me, isn't it legalistic? I mean, it's like you're going back. To me, it you're just putting takes away from the freedom of the Christ. law. Exactly. You're, <laughs> you're putting yourself back under the law. Most of what Paul taught was him addressing his yeah. churches that got free. And, and then we, the Judaizers would come back right. and Judaize them, and he addressed them. So it's a very good subject matter to read the two-thirds of the New Testament that the Apostle Paul wrote. So I know that you've been sitting here so patiently just holding this place. Go would ahead, you like to us. read and uh, take us into the bylaws or oh, sub-laws of the sub-laws of the sub-laws. You know, when you study these Noahide laws and, and you really go into deep search, and yeah. like we talked about the shipwreck, right? It's over and over. They say to you over and over, you're not going to be allowed to worship Jesus. I mean, it's all over the book, okay? When they explain Noahide laws. At first they tell you that you are allowed to have a partnership meaning she too with God, right? As a Christian. But then they go around it and they start saying, okay, traditionally the shitu for partnership means partnering of the name of heaven with something else. While it is not permitted to worship that power in conjunction with God, 
for that would in fact be treating it as independent power. In Noahide law, one may associate it with the transcendent God. This permission does not extend, however, to serving it in partnership with God, an act of worship. That's so, Jesus. Well, exactly. Now, you understand when you're Christian who they're talking about. They're talking about Jesus. You see, I was specifically debating Dr. Michael Brown. Yes. Uh, I had a debate. He's big well, he brought the shit He does what he said. Well, Dr. Michael Brown brought the shit He, brought he the is the apologetics for NAR. Right. I mean, and I just, he, did, did I make sure everybody heard me? Dr. Michael Brown. Okay, I just want to make sure. Go ahead. Yes. Because people, I just want to make sure no, that it's clear. This is if Dr. Michael Brown watches this broadcast, which I don't we think love, he will. We love I will guys. tell you, Dr. Brown, you need to go to the Universal Ethics by Rabbi Cohen. You need to go to Divine Code. Because once you start reading it, and I have it all highlighted, I mean, by all means, if what these people are saying is true, I would be happy. I would be happy, I tell you. Absolutely. Okay, yes. but it is not true. They are very specifically he is spelling out in these books and sublaws. These are another sublaws. The per, the permission of shitu partnership does not extend to serve it the partner Jesus. An act of worship. What do Christians do? We worship Jesus. What do we say? We mm. serve Jesus. Yes. So in this sheet of argument, you're not allowed, according to Noahide Sablos, to serve the partner or worship the partner. So this is black on white. There is no, please, no deception here. Because I will go and check on this myself. And I did. And nobody can deceive me, right? <laughs> as far as I know, you cannot deceive. I'm gonna go and study it out for myself. That's right. Another one. Here we go. Yes. Second Noahide law is blasphemy. That means that you cannot use the name of God in vain. We Christians believe that too. However, it extends for Jews in more detail. And in Noahide sub laws, for example, let me read it to you. Okay, it goes like this. It says. Respect for God extends to the written names of God and also to sacred texts, which contain divine teaching. Okay, so part of blasphemy is if you go against the Bible or the Torah or any written, if you write the name of God the wrong way or anything like that. But then listen how it extends on the sublaws. After this comes the respect due to those who, and because they, are in various degrees conduits for the divine teaching, such as prophets and teachers of the divine law, which are rabbis and great spiritual leaders, whose holiness is in some sense is a reflection of the divine. So basically under law of blasphemy, if you disagree with rabbis, go against rabbis, their teachings, you committed, you violated the second Noahide law. Sounds like okay. Jesus when he was so, being charged. Exactly. Blasphemy, blasphemy. So the thing is that you you need to familiar, be familiar with the sub laws of Noahide laws because on a surface, all these apologetic people who apologize for Noahide laws and they say it's okay to have Noahide laws are good laws or biblical laws. 
Yeah, on the outside, it seems like they're biblical. No idolatry, no blasphemy. Christians agree with that. It's when you go into a sub-laws where you find the details and their interpretations that are a major problem and danger. Now, let me remind you that even in this book, it says very clearly that it is a capital punishment under one judge, one witness. Witness can be family member and it can be a circumstantial evidence. It is in this book. Circumstantial evidence for a Gentile. Is circumstantial. Circumstantial evidence. How many witnesses? Is enough. One witness. One witness. Right. And that witness could possibly be a Jew who's above us, which Anyone. means whatever they say would be true. It cannot be a woman. Really? No. But any. Well, that, that really fits in with the gender equality with SDGs. Right. Wow. So, Steve, is it not true that in the Greek and Hebrew that Jewish and Gentile are not mentioned? Are they mentioned in the no, Greek? Well, in Hebrew, yes, you're mentioned. You know, you do because you have in Judah, Greek. you have the house of Judah. Oh. The, the word Jewish actually came more in modern days. Oh. Um, is where that word comes from. Or, you know, it's always Judean in the Greek language. But we translate it, uh, I shouldn't say we, but the people that do biblical translations always say Jews in their translations. But it's actually Judeans. And the thing, reason why they did this, so it kind of throws the people off because it makes people think, yes, the house of Israel never came home. Right. Uh, whereas it's totally not true. It goes against everything that Jesus ever said when he was here. So, it, it, yeah, that's why we see Judeans and not Jews uh, okay. written there. Well, bro, we're going to move on to NAR. And this would be a lot of... Don't forget the vaccine. Ooh, I know people want to hear about Yes, that. we do want to hear about the vaccine, oh, but... We did a video about that today. Uh, okay, the first question is, is Biden for this? If he is stealing the election, and what about the Great Reset? So <laughs> I would like to address that unless y'all know something. Go ahead. Okay, okay Biden... Just in case you don't know, they're all together. They are all together. working together to get her. They're all in the same club. Okay, so whether it's President Trump or whether it's Biden, they're still coming. That's right. A lot of Christians, they have brainwashed the Christians to say, oh, it's going to be worse when the, when the de Democrats get in there. But here's the deal. If it is, it's because of the laws and all the things that our president right now has passed that will be happening and releasing over into the new presidency. So they're all together and they're working together. So as far as uh, the timing of it, I will tell you that the Great Reset, when they're asking about the Great Reset, is going to start in 2021. There's a lot that happens with the Great Reset, and that is reset of the economy, reset of our money, reset of the governments, and reset of the religion. So that goes back to what you may know a lot, because the Great Reset, this is how, like right now, we've noticed just since COVID, that we're hearing a lot of the language coming out of the White House and the Secretary of State's office that's more towards the Noahide law language, like about morals and the principles of morality and the uh, natural law, 
So what do you know about this agenda having to do with uh, the Great Reset? You might be better at answering that question. Yeah. Well, the part, like you said, June, that part of Great Reset is also New World Religion. Yes. Right. It's, yes. it's not only economic sign. Right. It's not only one world government and one world economy, yeah. but it's one world religion. Yes. Now they're gonna do something to discredit Christianity. Yes. They're already Onslaught. doing doing it. As you can see, it's an attack on on us singing, worshiping, on yes. us congregating together, meeting together. Yeah. Okay. The churches. That that was the first attack. Yes. Right. But uh, then it's attack on any Christian religion. Uh, in, not religions, but holidays. Yes. Any any celebration or Christian tradition, let's yeah. say, right? So uh, I think the part of the reset will be reco reconstructing also the way we live, the way we think, but it's mainly first on resources. It's the agenda 2030, the resources. Well, when you say about the traditions, think about what all has happened this year. Boy, you done opened a can of worms. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Christian statues, mm -hmm. the statues of our founders, uh, coming against the uh, educational system. Now they're rewriting all of the education. Actually, I actually read that document and I, I read it live. And he is saying President Trump is making it ecumenical. Mm -hmm. He is he is refusing to admit that this is a Christian nation. So he wants everybody here to be on an equal plane. That's what his 1776 commission is. But everything about the whole foundations has been under attack. Yes. So it's because of that, huh? Anything that's been new until now is being taken away and reconstructed. Now, so even our holidays. Hmm. Right. Even and that's global, too. It's not just mm -hmm. in America. Right, I agree. We've been yes. doing the statues all over the world, everywhere. Yes. Wow. Okay, so going back to NAR, here's many questions about NAR. Okay, so they're saying, um, what is the connection of the new apostolic reformation having to do with the Noahide laws? Like, how are they, in y'all's opinion, how are they blended together? Well, you you are mostly expert on NAR. We are not. I'd like to clarify something first. Go ahead. Now, in all the body of Christ, you know, we do say NAR a lot, but there's also other extremes. There's like two, two extremes. You have a really liberal part of our church, okay? There's no signs and wonders or, you know, spiritual. It's just all about, you know, well, I'm not going to get in that. But on the other side, you have more of a NAR, what we say was more spiritual, very mystical. Evangelical. You know, it's the event, evangelical. But you have two sides. And then in the middle should be exactly, literally, what the Word says. And living according to what the Word says. It should be just the Word of God, the final authority. Okay? Now, with all that being said, it's the whole church, which we typically term as the apostate, the church that has basically sold out. And then Kenneth Hagin has went with the Pope. He went to meet the Pope, signed documents. You mean Kenneth Copeland? Did I say Hagen? Yeah. Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland. Sorry, Papa Hagen. My bad, right. sir. All right. Um, Kenneth Copeland had went after Kairos, what year? 2017. 2017, okay. 
went over and basically repented for, you know, not being under, you know, what they did to the Catholic Church. They went back. The Protestant Reformation. The Catholic, in a summary, Catholic, the Pope sent a Jesuit um, person to represent him, and he gave this nice talk, basically going over how that now the Pope has changed on the website. <laughs> that it's by faith that people come in, not by works. So now they're seeing it as a unity and a revival around the world, Catholic Church, worldwide church, that it's a revival. So Kenneth Copeland goes over, signs a document, joining with the Pope. Mm -hmm. The same time the Pope is spreading propaganda. Well, the reason that Kenneth Copeland is so significant is because he is actually called mm -hmm. the father of the faith in today's times. Because for evangelicals, for evangelicals, because we are evangelical, we went to the Bible College of Evangelicals, so we understand the way they think. But the New Apostolic Reformation, the way they're connected, is like this: they are the far right, they are the most conservative, they are supposed to be, you know, held to the Bible and the fighters of the far right. Well, Jesus. President Trump partnered with the far right because of the agenda that he knew is coming for this great reset. Okay, which it's, uh, you can't say that it's ironic that he happened to be a businessman coming in at the time that we're about to do a great reset. But then you have Netanyahu over here partnering with his far right over in Israel, and they are all together as one. So they are coming together, these this side, the New Apostolic Reformation, has pulled the church in through music, Bethel music, Elevation Worship, Hillsong. Yeah, yeah. And they have pulled people in through this, and they have infiltrated almost every part, every denomination of Christianity. So the top people of the New Apostolic Reformation partnered with the Pope to do away with the Protestant Reformation. So they put us you know, I want to say back under, but they put us under the Pope. And ever since then, I've been noticing that the documents coming from the White House and coming from the Secretary of State yeah. always list Christians as Catholic. Oh, wow. And I'm thinking, where are the evangelicals? You take President Trump, let's just talk common sense here. President Trump puts in these people into the Supreme Court. They're Catholics. He puts in people in high positions. They're either Catholic or they're LGBT. The, the evangelicals will use the term charismatic renewal. Yes. Okay. For the Catholics that are filled with the spirit and are more truth bound. That's that's where they're believing that this is a uni, unifying revival that the that now the they will preach that now the Catholics have joined in with our charismatic renewal, this move of God. Well, it would be okay if the Catholics was coming over to this side. This is a problem. You know, it'd be very... okay if they was coming over here, but they're not. They're pulling them over there. And that's the problem. So Now, you won't hear that from a, a NAR or evangelical preacher. They're saying revival, a new wine, a new thing is coming, and there's unity, unity, unity there. That's what you hear from them, but they don't tell you that those groups are well, with the president, the UN, and the Pope. I'm going to tell you all that from the past 20 years, because I've been in this like 40 years, the past 20 years, 
they have infiltrated all of our Christian television. Now, see, the guy that started the main thing that's kind of the root of the evangelicals is TBN. Okay, when he came in there, he brought in all these, you know, power people. And, of course, this thing went global, you know, this station. Paul Crouch. Yes, Paul Crouch. And he brings in all these preachers that are preaching that, you know, legit, you know, hellfire and brimstone, you know, come to Jesus, get saved you know, get delivered, cast out demons, all the other things that we know that God has called us to do. But over the past 20 years, it's been infiltrated. And right before Paul died, I'd say, because me and Brock was just talking about it today, like the last two years of his life, he wore a collar, which told everybody, uh-oh, this man has went ecumenical. Well, his children took it over. His children took over TBN, and now the first thing he did when he took it over is set up the four pillars. We all know what that means. It's like, oh, man. But they set up hope and grace and just completely, completely redone it. But not only that, but all of the media, CBN, you know, Strain, which does Charisma Magazine, all of them are all pushing the Hebrew roots, partnering with Israel, supporting Israel, bringing in the rabbis, rising the rabbis up as the voice of the truth today. Last year with John Hagee, I went to John Hagee's conference when I was at the White House. The only reason I got in is because I was a White House correspondent. And I went because he only let three in. And when I got in, it was like going through Fort Knox. It was like you went through the Israeli Defense Forces because they had, like, military up there. I mean, it was terrible. I got in there, and I was like, what the world? I had just prayed, Lord, let me know if this man is legit because at that time, I was starting to notice things in Washington, and my eyes were beginning to be opened how the evangelicals would not speak against perversion. But yeah, we know that even back in the old days, I mean, even back in Leviticus, how God feels about this. But yet these people that have surrounded the president just refuse to address the obvious partnership that he has with the LGBT. So I'm sitting in the back watching John Hagee. There's all these people, they're learning all Jewish culture. The Jewish dance, they've got all their Israeli flags, half American flags, they're all dancing to you know, the Israeli music, and then all their speakers are rabbis. Yes. And how many times did they say Jesus in that conference? I I think one, and it was uh, an African-American preacher. But other than that one, there was not any lifting up of the name of Jesus. And I was like, my heart was broken because I was raised under this man. And I was like, where is Jesus? You know, and I even went back to my prayer team that I met every week when we prayed over the president and everything. And I said, I'm really disturbed. I said, something is wrong here because they did not lift up the name of Jesus. And they said, oh, I know we have to do that because we have to pacify Israel. I'm like, uh, hello. You know, but the point is, is that the, the new apostolic reformation has got a position at the table with the president and they have flipped the entire church 
And they, what they've done is started this prayer group where the president's team meets with all of these pastors across this country every month. And they get on there and they push their agenda and what they want. And then they'll, at the end of their calls, they'll say, you know, please encourage your church to, what was the one thing, the mental health. Yeah. We was on the call about how he pushed the mental health. You yeah. know, but he's basically brought them into the table and he's, uh, you know, give them a seat at the table to go along with this agenda. This is why they will not speak against perversion. They will not stand up against this peace agreement that he did. They will not stand up against him even cussing our God by saying the GD word twice. Last year at a rally in front of children, they will not say a thing about him funding the transgenders across this country and putting them on the platform at his rallies where they're pushing their LGBT agenda. And the UN mentioned how they heard that going from Noah Hyde. You talked about the UN. Yeah, well, my final straw was when I was at the UN, which I told you on your broadcast, and how I was in the back filming. I was back there with True News. <laughs> but we was back there and we was zooming in, boy, and all the evangelicals. <laughs> All the evangelicals in that room, because we're like, what the world? They were down there in the UN because in the UN, uh, it's very evil. It's very, the whole atmosphere of the place is like you're just sitting in the middle of the Antichrist temple, you know, really. And you're sitting in the back and you're seeing all of them there. Of course, they say it was for international religious freedom, which is where they push this ecumenical deal. Uh, and then you look over and you see the guy that's over the uh, Noahide laws there. And I was that's when my eyes were beginning to be open to the Noahide laws. It's like, well, what the world? What's <laughs> happening is, like you said, that they put Protestants and the Catholics now. It's almost like, you know, coming back to mama. That's yeah. exactly then, what Right, saying, exactly. Yeah. And then, but it doesn't end there. It right. doesn't end there because Catholics are now made a covenant with the rabbis for the Noahide laws. Mm -hmm. So if Protestants are under Catholics and Catholic Pope makes agreement about Noahide laws with the rabbis, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're leading them to Noahide laws. I now, I would like to tell people how it's going to happen. It's not going to be that you cannot be Christian or called Christian. They're going to let you keep that name. It's going to be a restructuring of our faith. They're going to take certain aspects out, put certain aspects in, and it's going to be all restructured how you can be a Christian. Because you have to understand, Jews don't want you in Judaism. They don't want Gentiles uh, converting to Judaism. In fact, if any Gentiles wants to convert to Judaism, they're going to go before the rabbis three times when rabbis are trying to discourage them. Right. They don't want Gentiles to go to full Judaism, but they want to restructure our faith, okay, uh, under Noahide laws. So all of the basics of our faith are restructured. Basically, Jesus cannot be worshipped. It's a lot, Steve. It's I bet God. it's a lot like um, Hitler with the church then, mm -hmm. where you get them close, you change the law right. so that you're no longer 
Mm-hmm. They're going to be persecuted, not martyred, but you're criminals. Mm-hmm. I bet when all the new reset changes and the laws follow suit because of the chaos, then all the laws are changed. And then all of these Christians that are so long, they'll say, hey, Romans 15, Romans um, 13. 13. <clears throat> you're breaking the law. You got to get the vaccine. You got to do all these things. And if you don't, now you're just a criminal. You're not a Christian. You're not listening to the laws of the land. You see, that's where yeah. you got, you want me to show that? Brother? Oh, no, you didn't have to do that. I just had it up there because you'd mentioned Tony Palmer earlier. Uh, with Kenneth Copeland and stuff, so I'll, yes. I'll show that while she asks the next question, just so that they can see. Okay, the next question is: Do y'all think that the NAR has just sold out for greed? That's what they're asking. Like, how did this infiltrate the church? Unless it was just for greed, what do y'all? Think? Well, you might want to watch that video at some point, and then see, go and research it. Where can they find this, Steve? Just go ahead and give them a little point in the right direction here, please. Okay. If you look up Kenneth Copeland, Tony Palmer, and Pope Francis, you could easily find it. Pope Francis sends video message to Kenneth Copeland: "Let's unite." And Tony Palmer was the bishop that actually helped facilitate that and he was from the anglican church yeah but they basically were using him like the john the baptist character yep. mm-hmm. and he actually considered himself the elijah the spirit of elijah that was turning the hearts of the children back to the fathers and he's talking about we go. <laughs> turning it back to the talmudic fathers is what he's talking about right. um, but he championed that and then of course the pope of rome rejects his title vicar which also puts him underneath the the rabbis. So everything was symbolic. Everything happened. Even if you remember when John Kerry was doing this nine-month negotiation thing uh, back, uh, I forget what year it was, and John Kerry, uh, they were trying to do the peace agreement when when Obama was president. So he said they're going to do a nine-month negotiations. And when the nine-month negotiation was finished, everybody said it failed. It didn't fail. It actually passed. All right. What people missed, though, was Rebecca's uh, uh, basically her prophecy when she speaks about goes before the Lord because she had two children in her womb, two two nations were right. in her womb, as the angel said to her, and that they would be separated when they were born. All right. Well, that covenant or that two nations was when the Vatican and Israel came finally to that agreement. Esau and Jacob were coming to the agreement. Uh, and it was fulfilled at the end of the nine-month negotiations because the Pope of Rome only wanted one thing, and that was Mount Zion, where the upper room was, so that they could go and sit in the place of Christ and have the communion there. And not only did they do this, but they even did it inside the tomb of David as well. So they did, you know, this was all symbolic. It's all symbology of what they're doing. Just like we talked about earlier about the 10 rabbis on either side of the president. They do things in symbology and bringing these things to pass. And we knew that this was a plan because uh, I was being ridiculed for not going along with their plan and criticizing this event. Well, when you said that about the Catholics, they're asking now, are the Catholics safe from beheading or... (laughs) Are they not considered Gentiles? If they go along with what the Pope of Rome is doing, which if you'll notice, the Pope of Rome has been lowering the the, the status of Jesus himself uh, slowly but surely, then as long as they go along with the same mandate that the Pope of Rome is leading the church into, 
and even the Christians are beginning to, the evangelicals and all are beginning to do this. They're I was starting say, to they're lower already Christ doing. down to nothing but just yes. a prophet. If you want oh. proof, SDGs, the United Nations, Sustainable Development Goals, Inclusive, Gender equality. Mm. It's like the Pope is going and giving a stamp of approval. Everything. No, he's big into climate change. He is the he's the poster boy for you call him the false prophet. You know, he's the poster boy for all this new world religion. In other words, what the government's SDGs are, Sustainable Development Goals, is the I guess the the tenets of the faith of this new world inclusive religion. All right, Brad. These next questions we're going to do fast. Let's do it. Okay. Are they planning to have the Noahide Law Courts in the Masonic Lodges? Well, in, in the Book of Ethics right here, it says they will be in every city. They'll be right. in every That's city. Lot, and right. now, I don't know if you're familiar with the fact that in every city is a Masonic Lodge. Yes. Yes. So, and they have secret meetings. So, you know, we don't know how it's going to play out. Okay. But since they are executioners at the 21st Will they month, replace federal law? Well, it, it says in a book of ethics uh, where, where you can find a lot of sub-laws of Nahad laws that there will be part of international law. And that individual uh, countries can. Then that answers my question about right. the UN. Okay. Part of international All law. Right. I, let me see if I. Can I, I kind of figured they'd be the same. Well, international courts of justice would probably be the front for this secretive. Yeah, because they have to establish right? the international courts yeah, of justice. Let me read it to you. Um, that the law of international order of world society yeah. is the concrete morality of Noahide laws is of interest not only from a legal point of view, but also from that of the theory of international politics. politics. Hence, the first feature of a universal Noahide law, which places nations under God, is the continuity of national and international law. It's right here. Now, remember, they said they're returning us that. back. We're going to be one nation right. under God. Yes. Now you know what God they're talking about. Right. Yes. Okay, moving on to the next thing because we're all getting tired here. We've been doing this all day. I never get tired. Shoot. Okay, explain the connection between the Masons and the Noahide laws, Steve. The connection between the Masons and the Noahide laws. Masons are self-admitted yeah. yeah, that's that's really all it is. So, so we mentioned that actually earlier that they are the 21st degree Mason is a Noahide, uh, but he is uh, shown as an executioner. And I was trying to find a photo of that earlier. It's kind of interesting. You used to be able to find that very easily. And so if you go to the next question, I'll see if I can find that. Okay, the next question is, how is this being brought in? Like what will happen next according to the word? Well, next is just persecution, is right? Power yeah. is given to the beast, and beast will persecute those who have testimony of Jesus and his commandments. Okay, next question. What are some books that they should read? Okay. Well, on uh, it depends what you want to do. For example, if you want to really go into... My books first? No, yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you're right. No. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Good. Well, if you want to prove so what Noah was on, what the sub was on, let me do it again. This is universal yeah, ethics. So it's a shocking book. All right. Can y'all can. Right. Yes, that's that. good, Brock. That's good. The Divine Code has sub laws. Okay. Uh, it will tell you that will be capital punishment. If you want to be shocked further, 
You need to read Kabbalah and meditation for the nations. Now and you guys got to watch the video that we filmed with Stephen Yana earlier to get a little more insight on all this as well. Okay, next question. Were the ones who crucified Jesus, Steve, were they true or brought, were they true Hebrews or what? There you go, Steve. <laughs> well, or does it matter? They are, they are, you have to keep in mind, they are Israelites. Uh, it's not to say that they're not. You know, they are Israelites because the scripture clearly says that he came to his own and his own received him not. Okay. Right. So that would be the answer to that. It's just the same. Okay, Jesus. next it's question the is. Group, the Sanhedrin and the, the same. Rabbinic. Well, that was after Babylonian exile, right? And they already brought in from Babylon, Babylonian town, Talmud, uh, the, the beliefs. Tradition of the Traditions, uh, right. Is beliefs. the Sanhedrin already set to judge? and enforce the Noahide laws? Okay, officially not, officially not. However, infrastructure is ready. Infrastructure is ready. And uh, there is a Sanhedrin and they're getting ready, just like the- Well, temple. last year they did the temple and they sacrificed an animal. Right, right, but there is a Sanhedrin with the 71 quick question for him. Go ahead. This is a question for me. So I read that the Sanhedrin back in Jesus's day was the one that would ordain the rabbis. Okay. And then this Sanhedrin just came back after thousands of years. Okay. But there's been a lot of rabbis in between. How did they get ordained when there was no Sanhedrin? That's a good question, but they, they just ordain each other. They're asking to re-elect Trump, the Sanhedrin. Yes. Well, here's the thing. So they're declaring that they're Sanhedrin. All right, go ahead. It's the, the promise to David was there would always be a man that would sit upon his throne. Okay? Okay. They have no right whatsoever to establish the Sanhedrin because there is a man that sits on the throne of David, and that's Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That The scripture did not get broken. The rabbis think that, okay, well, if something didn't go right because they got exiled, they got thrown out of the country, and... Uh, you know, in 70 AD, and it was all over. But the truth of the matter is, is there is a man on the throne, and that's Jesus Christ. He right. is the only rightful king, the only rightful heir, and he is the Messiah. He is Mashiach ben David. He is the son of David. And so all that they're doing is contrary to the word of God now. And this is why it is so important to with love to witness the Jewish people. I can't express it enough. I mean, even like Paul, when Paul said, I would that I'd be accursed for the sake of my people, of my kindred. You know, there's there's something within you when you know that these are your own ancestors that are rabbis today. And many of them have been friends of mine yeah. in the past and stuff. When you see them in the condition they're in, they're blind, they're naked, they don't know it like the Laodicean churches. Yeah. It's the same way as well. And you've got to witness to them, but you got to do it in love. There will be some that will come out if you'll just share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them in love. You know, But unfortunately, we're headed very rapidly to a very evil society, and Satan knows that he has very little time left, right. and he's going to devour all the Well, they're people. wanting to know who are the two witnesses. Nobody really know? knows yet. Nobody knows. <laughs> okay, heard? go ahead, sis. Well, I have another book. Uh, we, we, you know, we 
you could be here all night, literally. The subject yeah. is huge. And, it and is. it's not possible to do it in, in two, three hours even. Yeah. There is a book called The Ten from the Nations. They're using Zechariah 8.23. And they compiled uh, testimonies of ex-Christians who came to Hebrew roots or came and left Jesus altogether. Uh, wow. And, and they are telling how it all happened and, and, you know, and what scriptures they're using in Old Testament to justify, to justify this change. Now, I just wanted one example to show the people. For example, this particular person is citing Isaiah chapter 14, verse 2. And where it says, and the people will take them and bring them to their place. And a house of Israel will possess them in the Lord's land as a male and female slaves. Mm-hmm. Basically that the, like Itzhak Shapira with uh, Mark Bills, okay. They say that Christianity as entity will soon not exist. They said it last year. They were preaching this mm. all over the planet. Christianity as an entity will soon not exist. And they were calling on Christians to come out of Christianity and come underneath of rabbis for safety and for redemption. Wow. A lot of Christians follow them. Okay. Now, this person is citing Isaiah 14 to say, this scripture says that Gentiles will be their male and female slaves. Whoever is attaching themselves to Jews will stay as their slaves. And then she is writing, writing, and then she says here to prepare for serving the Jews. Okay? So she says that welcome to the center for Christians. Welcome people from every nation who come to Galilee for study and respond to prophetic opportunity to serve new only in Israel. To serve. So they look upon Gentile Christians who attach themselves to Jews. They will be slaves to them. Olam means immigrants. Olam means immigrants, right. So there is this inequality. And in this book, Kabbalah for the Nations, you're going to learn if you study this book, how evil this book is. It's all about Noahide laws. Kabbalah for the Goyim is about Noahide laws. And in this book, the rabbi is explaining to the Gentiles how less they are than Jews. The Jews are the divine beings. Gentiles are not. Mm. And they can never be, never, never. Even under Noahide laws, even when you obey all of the Noahide laws and you become so-called righteous Gentile in their eyes, you can never achieve the status of a Jew because they are different on a soul level. They're divine, while Gentiles are not. Okay. One thought, let me just real quick share this with you. You have to understand, when you look, when people always say God's chosen people, mm-hmm. remember like Paul said, as it's also written in the Hebrew text as well, the promise wasn't to his seed, singular, as we discussed earlier, right. which is Christ. Israel, the, the, the people of Israel were, were chosen for one purpose, that was for the redemptive work of Christ to be manifest through that bloodline. Because why? 
Abraham believed God and it was imputed to him for righteousness by faith. He had the faith. It's not a physical bloodline because you say you're Jew that makes you greater. It's all about right. Christ. That's right. It's all about redemption. Which is open for anyone. Exactly. Yes. And of course, they had to offer him up as a sacrifice. They had to be blinded to be able to do this. But the thing is, at the end of the day, it's your faith. That's the promised seed. That's the chosen of God is those that believe. That's why Jesus said, what did he say to it when they said to him? They came up, they said, your mother and your brothers are here seeking you. He said, who do you call my mother and brothers? I say unto you, these that do the will of my father, this is my mother, this is my brother. He took, I mean, a Mary, the, the most righteous woman who believed greater than Sarah herself because Sarah doubted the word of God. Yeah. Mary believed the word of God. But even with Mary, Jesus said, who do you call my mother? It wasn't because she was Jewish. It right. was because of faith and those that would keep the word of God. Well, I have to ask you on a global scale, okay, because of me reading these documents all the time about... It, it kind of puzzles me because I'm kind of a simple person. Of course, a little country girl that God brought there. You know what I'm saying. But when I read these things, some of it doesn't make sense. For instance, okay, you take the entire globe with all these different cultures, all these different beliefs, all the different uh, places that they're located and everything. But they all are going to support anti-Semitism across the entire globe. See what I mean? Like, why, why is it just the Jew that gets all the protection? Mm-hmm. I mean, what about the Christians? I mean, we still have Christians that are getting killed right. out there. As Yana often brings out, what about anti-Gentilism? Anti-Gentilism. Talking about those that are against Gentiles. I, I mean, I, wow. have, I, have I never video. thought about that. Yes, like there is a huge anti-Gentilism. Like, let's say they're, they're telling us that... Um, us thinking about no high losses, we are anti-Semites. Right. Because they have right to believe as they want. Mm-hmm. Well, there is a big difference in the right to believe. I don't take their right to believe. Look, Jehovah's Witnesses have 1,100 laws and regulations. Do they have a right even? We have a country where we are used to free freedom of religion. Okay? Right. I don't take that away from the Jews. My problem is when they go and presidents sign it into our laws. Yeah. If Jehovah's Witnesses were around presidents every year signing Jehovah's Witness laws into our laws, and if Jehovah's Witnesses were saying we, they are the foundation of this country, mm-hmm. and if visibly all the countries were signing up on Jehovah's Witnesses laws, if the Pope were signing agreement with Jehovah's Witnesses, right, right, wouldn't that be a red flag to you all? Right. So would, would you be anti-Jehovah's Witness or you would say, wait a minute? We got Yana going. <laughs> I mean, wait a minute. As a pastor. Jews have right to believe that Gentiles have to keep no idols. That doesn't mean that Gentiles uh, must do it, right? Because we Gentiles have also freedom. They don't believe in freedom of religion on their side. They're forcing their ways on, on, on the Christians. 
Right. So are you okay. going to play this video? If you want to play that video, it's several minutes long, maybe seven or eight minutes. Non-Jews violate no laws of It will be difficult uh, for you to understand him. I'll tell you why. He's mixing Hebrew with English. So think okay. about halakha. The word halakha means Jewish law. Mitzvot uh, b'nei noach. Seven mitzvot b'nei Noach is seven Noah high laws. Okay. So when he's speaking and he speaks very Noah fast, sons of Noah, sons of Noah, and, oh, their, okay. and their laws. So he will mix it in, but you will see how they think of Gentiles, and they think that Gentiles are no good; they have to die. They can. It's really horrible. Right. But this is what they're teaching. Please. Also, quickly before we go there, I printed out. What they are preaching in synagogues, it's it's in Hebrew beginning. They have parshas, okay, in synagogues. They have a parshas teachings. Teachings. The genocide commandment. The genocide commandment. Commandment. Genocide the okay. Gentiles. This is what they what? preach in shuls, in their synagogues. The genocide commandment. They also believe they are the only people for God. They're the only ones that God has interest in. Now, the evangelicals, when they say that Jews are the chosen people and yeah, lies they to do the world, say that. what they do is they crucify Jesus afresh and they turn their back on Christ. Lord. Because the chosenness is not by physical attributes. The chosenness is by the faith in Jesus. And they can be chosen as well. Yeah, they, they, they are well. You know, they used to not say that. This is what I talk about in my book, how they've twisted the evangelicals. They used to not say that. They used to say. They always failed to quote Peter when he said, we are the chosen royal priesthood. You know, and he says it right there. Well, in the Genesis, book of Genesis, the Lord talks to the children of Israel, and he says, you are the, the uh, holy people, the royal priesthood, the people for special possession. Right. Okay, now in the book of Acts, Peter, Apostle Peter, turns to the Gentile bride. Come on now. Turns to the Gentile bride, and word by word, he is quoting he is. Genesis and says to them, you are the royal priesthood. You are the people for special possession. You are the holy people. Okay, you are priests unto God. So basically, the Old Testament, when the Lord is speaking this to the children of Israel, is fulfilled in Christ, right. by faith, right. in bride. And it can be Jew and Gentile, anyone from any yes. tribe, language, race, any status. Which is really, Steve, what right. is so beautiful about Jesus. Yes, exactly. He opened that door access. so that we can have access now. And through him, you yes. are part of the Melchizedek priesthood. He said, in that yes. day, you will know that I am in you. You are in me, and I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. When you fulfill that, when you are truly in Christ, then that's what makes you part of that royal priesthood. Right. And then he said kings and priests in Revelations. They said that you have made us kings and priests, or a kingdom of priests, however you want to Say that. Do y'all know the actual translation of that one? I don't know right off the top of my head. Well, we will have to look it up. Okay, Steve, can you explain? They're asking you to explain Zechariah 14, 16 through 19. I don't know what that means. And then while he's pulling that up, I just want to answer this real quick. Somebody said, what's wrong with Hillsong and Bethel? Oh. Well, let me answer that. They have turned the worship into a worship of self. 
they have blended worship of worship too <laughs> yeah a worship of worship they have blended a lot of new age uh, music styles where it's like a hymn you know kind of like i forgot what the words are but it's all in my books but they have infiltrated the church i mean you can you can actually go and find youtube videos we have teachings on that um, but a lot of it I'll tell you another thing. Doctrine-wise, a lot of the singing will be, it's subtle. It's, they're singing about, like, say, the new wine or Bethel and things like that. A new wine, a new wine. Well, they're talking about an anointing or some new wine that's coming. They always sing about you have to worship and worship and worship for something that you don't already have to come to you from God. Yeah. Usher in the presence, they say. Yeah, well, yeah. like a new anointing or a new revival. Now, guys, this new anointing, some, you're singing about something that you already have. You have the Spirit of God. You are positioned and anointed as a son of God already. So there, you keep singing and singing to get a new wine or a new something, when in reality, you already have it. But it's, it, it makes people think they don't have what they need from God. Right. Go and ahead, Steve. Do you find it? Well, well, I need to do a separate teaching on this a little bit later. Okay. But one of the things, just to give you a basic thought, though, that people don't realize, even when Titus came down, what people don't realize historically was all the nations that joined mm -hmm. with him. All this, We know historically that all the nations that hated the Jews joined with Titus to besiege Jerusalem. And so, see, a lot of people look at this as a future fulfillment because they don't realize the way Titus did it. His father could not defeat them uh, just with his own Roman army. Mm -hmm. So he went to Syria, he goes to Turkey, he goes to all these different factions that had a hatred towards them and what had happened during the days of uh, yeah. Israel and joins those forces together to come against Well, them. just, yeah, do a future yeah. teaching. And this goes for you. What would happen if a president did not sign the Noahide laws? Like, say Biden she chose not to. I don't think that will happen because until now, since Carter, whether it was Republican or Democratic uh, president, yeah. they all signed it, which proves that they have the same agenda in the background. But uh, let's say we do as Christians, I believe there is a, a complete lack of understanding of what Noahide laws are. Yeah. They were, you know, people didn't know, June, that Noahide laws are signed. A year ago, when we started, two years ago, when we started to talk about this, people it, yeah. had no idea. They heard it for the first time in their life. Wow. Right? You had no idea. Yeah, I, I had no idea. That's right. We had no idea because it's done, like, you know, it's yeah. Sneaky sneaky the way they do it right so we as christians need to take our power back and we need to demand that our presidents do not sign no laws first of all they're religious laws it shouldn't be under our constitution mm -hmm. state yeah. and church cannot unite because then we're going to have dictatorship they're going to be a religious state right yeah okay so we need to for protections of christians we need to repel these laws and get them out of White House. But there is no If action. we wasn't taken over by that, I believe we've been taken because over Because that by would the be EU. the message to, <laughs> I believe we have to, crossed to the Kabbalah and Schneerson. We yeah. reject it. Absolutely. We have to reject it on our theological points. Yeah. We are not saved by any laws. Our laws, Christian laws, are much more noble and much higher. That we have an absolute zero need for rabbis to tell mm -hmm. Christians how to behave. Right, I agree. Zero need. 
because with Christ in us and a way of preaching the gospel, which is love, our laws are much higher. We are much more noble people. Yes. Okay. We do not believe in decapitating our enemy. We believe in loving our enemy right. and living by example. So we are no threat to Jews in any way. They right. are a threat to us by their laws. Yes, that's very true. And there, therefore, this needs to be put into perspective. It's not that we are anti-Semites. They are anti-Gentilic. Wow. And, and, that, and, and they're projecting their sins on us. Now, Steve, to the new people watching, you're actually a Jew. By birth, my parents were both Jews. Is this not hard for you? I mean, this has to be hard because the culture, I mean, just what tugs on you as a people. Like I I mentioned earlier, it's just like with Paul. You want them to see, you want them to recognize who the Messiah is, especially when you realize there is no salvation, there is no hope whatsoever. And I don't care if they want to think it's anti-Semitic or not to say that. It's with love that, you know, redemption. It was written all through the prophets of the Old Testament about redemption. Moses Mm -hmm. himself wrote it. And to sit there and to just justify and play church with, with with the Jewish people because you want to gain favor with them or something, you're not doing them any good whatsoever. You're, you're, you're harming my own, uh, in that regard. Well, Brock, there's one last question and then we'll be finished. And this will be for you too, Steve. And this is from a pastoral question that the bride out here is truly concerned about is, okay, with, we're on the precipice of them coming to our homes and taking our family members, taking, taking our children, taking our grandchildren out of our homes with y'all as pastors, like, well, what would you tell these people? I mean, what are they supposed, what are the Christians out there supposed to do with this agenda? And especially if we're taking the camps and all the different things, what would y'all say? Can you give them some hope? What is the hope through all this? I don't know if I'm the best one to answer that because I have that one side kind of like Peter. I'm ready to fight when it comes to something like that. But, you know, Jesus, though, what did he say to even to, to the believers then when he knew that, that Jerusalem was going to be encompassed about with armies and they were going to be taken prisoners? Right. He said, flee to the hills, you know. Now, of course, that was fulfilled back then. But at the same time, I would run. Because you don't want, as a believer, you don't want to hurt somebody. You don't want to have to take somebody's life, you know. Uh, it's not that, you you know, it's, it's not to me like a situation almost stand my ground. If I can run, I'm going to run. If yeah. I can do it, I mean. That's biblical. Get, Jesus you know, said if they, they treat you wrong, shake the dust off, flee to the next city. Yeah. So, you know, but at the same time, you know. Oh, you're I, talking I about if they come to take the child. If they come um, to try to take, okay, I mean, it you. wouldn't be a good day. I can tell you that if they yeah. come to try to take my child from me, I'll just say that it'd be a very bad day for a lot of folks. Yeah, well, yeah. So, that's when you run. Good. That's when you go and you survive. I mean, you do everything you can. Yeah. You don't listen. Turn your cheek doesn't mean walk up and give your kids to right. sadistic, heathen, right. horrible. Exactly. Things. Well, now we have all the evangelicals telling us to do it. Well, I I totally disagree with them. And I think that uh, uh, Chuck Baldwin has done one of the best dissertations on Romans 13. And it does not mean what they think it means. 
All right, this is not oh consent because this is not the power that God set into authority to begin right. with. This is man's power. All right, and so when it comes down to it, if you're going to try to come and mess with my children, I have been given a, a, a duty by God to protect my family as it is. Yeah. You know, and uh, so that's why I say, you know, you you don't want to harm anybody, but at the same time. I'm not going to allow harm just to come willingly to my own family as well. So if I can avoid everything I can, I will do everything I can to avoid any type of confrontation whatsoever. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be a pretty day for somebody that's insistent on thinking that they have a right uh, to, to, do, to do something like that. To the this family. is why we should, as Christians, I believe we should not only expose this darkness, but we should stand against it as a church together. Problem right. in a church is, Barack, as you know, yeah. is a lot of evangelical leaders are telling people, wear a mask, it shows love for the neighbor. No, no. What shows love for I the neighbor that, I said is that not at the beginning, mask. but I have definitely changed my mind. Well, the, the, the mask... Uh, but what's love of a neighbor is to sh tell them the truth about the mask. Yeah, in love. there you go. In tell love. the truth in love. If you want to wear it, wear it. But, but don't well, my thinking was you know. that's we got much bigger fish to fry. But you know, yeah, I, I I get the point. We need to stand up for truth. I do want to say biblically though that you can go and see Jesus said that if they treat you wrong or don't receive you in a city, shake your dust off, go to the next city. Mm -hmm. Now, that was put into practice in the New Testament, in the book of Acts. When they were persecuted, they were scattered. So they left. They went to the next city, just like Jesus. They shook their dust. We are headed into persecution. They scattered out. And then when they were persecuted, Paul, no for example, Paul was persecuted and he was let down in a basket out of the gate and he fled that city right now it doesn't mean that you don't stand now god spoke to paul that he was going to get persecuted that he actually spoke to him and said you have a he called it a thorn in the flesh mm -hmm. it was it was these demonic spirits following everywhere to be persecuted and to be beat in every city he went that's what it says his trials tribulations was his thorn in the flesh it doesn't mean he couldn't see or whatever it was he was being persecuted everywhere and he would go from city to city there was times when he knew he was going to persecute him when he left Ephesus, and he knew he was going to be. It doesn't mean you, he still went because God had spoke to him to go to Jerusalem. He knew he was going to get beat. He still went. So there was times when God will say, hey, I want you to go over there, and I want you to do nothing. Then you better believe it's God. <laughs> you know what I mean? And go. But here's a final, my final thought is this. If you read the book of Revelation, okay, Jesus very clearly told one of those churches, you're going to give your life for me. And he did, who does not overcome, he who does not, you know, trust me and believe and be obedient till death has no part in me. So you have to ask yourself, are you ready to, it says, he who overcomes. That's the point. Are you ready to end? give it all? Yeah. You have to make He'll your mind give you that, that ability to do it. That's that right. Now, Yana, I've got to ask you, I cannot let us stop without asking about the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that the vaccine has technology that's going to change your DNA around? Yes, you do. I do. We proved that in our video today as I one, know. and other videos. Yes, it is. Uh, in fact, it does contain uh, gene editing technology. It's a completely new experimental vaccine, something never done before in history of man. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're playing with our genes. I believe it is targeting for depopulation, sterilization, um, 
they're basically the Georgia Guidestones. You know, they need mm -hmm. to depopulate the Agenda 2030, and they need to get our agreement, right? How to do it other than by deception? So they did it through the virus. You know, people are afraid of virus, so they'll agree to a vaccine. It's a complete manipulation and deception. It is depopulation. However, I believe that this is part of our physical, harming us physically. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a, you see Mark of the beast, I believe that Mark is spiritual. We mm -hmm. have Holy Spirit as our Mark, and we are marked mm -hmm. by Holy Spirit. That mm -hmm. can never, you, it won't be taken away from you. I mean, you have to give this uh, willing worship to the bees, willing. You want to be part of it willingly. You see that forehead represents your mind, meaning that you made a mm -hmm. decision, willing decision, and your hand is an action. There are people that will willingly go into that system and they have no problem. With well, that. with this Luciferase mm -hmm. that they're talking about putting in this tattoo deal, uh, they can put on your hand or your forehead. Yes. And they'll yeah. be able to just scan. But you know the vaccine is going to be put in the arm here. Yeah. Mm, I haven't heard. It won't be here or here. For However, the tattoo? Well, there's many different, many different But each vaccine, you don't understand. Exactly. This is only first of many. Yeah, but the tattoo is a patch. Right. Well, and are like they coming up now? There's many different no, levels. No, I haven't heard. No, nah, right. There's, there's many different levels of right. it, too, right? So we don't even know what the second quarter of 2021 is going right. to look like. We don't have no And right, wait, right. once they unite religion, this is when you look for Mark of the real Mark of the Beast. Yeah. Because that's, that's going to be part of our active worship. But see, if they give us the first vaccine mm -hmm. and it, it moves it your DNA around, we have seen, all of us have seen the video of the uh pentagon where they went after the god gene mm -hmm. raise your hand out there in the chat raise your hand if you saw that video from the pentagon where they said that they can now mark the god gene that's why i think a lot of people do not want the vaccine because they're sending in these nanobots Absolutely. And they're openly admitting now that they're nanobots and RNA messenger. Yes. Yeah, it's not a mainstream news. Yeah. They did that because of all the people that have been exposing what they're doing, they have no choice but to address it now. And so they address it as if it's some great miracle instead. Just for records, I will refuse a vaccine for me and hey, my family. We are refusing vaccines. Okay. They know. <laughs> Under no circumstances, uh -huh. take vaccine. That's right. Right. Refuse the vaccine. And it is your training for, it's a mark of the beast in training why you can buy or sell. And who knows what the future will bring, you know, I know. at which point. It's because it's close. not one vaccine, it's a way of life now. Yeah. They're going to give vaccines One thing, let me months. say, I don't know how many people are listening, but if you really want to help get this message out, be sure to do a thumbs up on this video. Don't let that go. Let your voice be known because it's that's what will help force YouTube to accept the algorithms that we're talking about here. So be sure to thumbs up this video, do it as much as you can, share it on every platform you possibly can, uh, you know, so that people can get this message and find out what's going on. Steve, I have had them say that they have tried to share all of our stuff and they get so slaughtered out there and they're like, what do we do? Don't read the comments. Don't read the comments. Put it out there. Remember, there's a seed somewhere that needs to hear it. 
you're not interested in what the majority has to say. You're interested in what the minority or, or that one soul that is looking oh. to know the truth. One sows a seed, one waters. God, I mean, it's God who gives the increase. Now, one last question, then we'll pray. Rod, they're wanting to know if they can't listen to Beth on Hillsong, what do they listen to? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. I, I have a few things that I listen to. Terry McAlman, uh, back in yeah. the older days, he had one that played with Benny Hinn and stuff like that. Uh, it's a worship album. I listen to that pretty much only. Now, I have some songs, and, I, and this is something me and Mom are talking about. It's hard for me to get rid of some of the older songs that I heard from Jesus Culture and Bethel mm -hmm. that are hymns that I know, even though I know that they really got tainted and, and things like that. So here's what you have to do. Number one, there's a lot of songs out there. You got to understand that your, your music needs to be good doctrine. <laughs> you don't want to be singing something that is not good doctrine. He chases after me. It's all about me. It's, yeah. He yeah. adores me. I never Stick to good doctrine songs. If you can find something that you know is good doctrine, like I love you, Lord, and I lift up my voice. You know, lifting are, him up, you know. If you're worshiping God and it is good doctrine, you can sing it. Now, you can sing it yourself. And some, I know Jesus called They're telling Bethel. me to put out a CD. <laughs> oh, All right, right, man. All right, don't give her any ideas. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know how to answer that question. Do you think Trump will start a war to avoid leaving office, Steve? He's going to start a war, whether it's for not leaving office or not, doesn't matter. I was told specifically the war the run is going to happen. And But I don't say that. I mean, I know that the intel I got from the Middle East was saying that they were trying to do a false flag in order to keep him in office. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with U.S. intelligence either. Right. So, you know, but so I asked the question, is there going to be a war with Iran? And I was told specifically, whether it be Israel or whether it be the U.S., there's going to be a war with Iran. It's, they're going to do it. And that's not going to change. Right. Well, let's pray. Um, I want to wow. thank all of you, Brad, for being a part of this with us tonight. Let's give Steve and Yana a big hand. Yay! Y'all oh, no. give them a big hand online. Show them the... <laughs> Show them your claps out there. You know, I want to say something because yes. people are saying that, you know, the, the vaccine is mark of the beast. I have absolutely nothing against if people believe this because I don't want anybody taking a vaccine. I'm not taking this vaccine at all. Yeah. I'll do everything in my power. Yeah, they would have to be forced to the point that they hold me and yeah. I will scream and kick. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Yes, yeah. So there is no such even, uh, but so I believe that this is something that we need to discuss as church. <laughs> yeah. We need to discuss it as church of what we think, you know. Look, Yana. But, but <laughs> they're clapping for y'all. Oh, yes. they're showing you their love. They're saying yeah, so we this. have 371 people watching. They love Thumbs yeah. up that video. Get this thing up to 371. Do you think brackets a mark of the beast? I believe that it's extremely close. It's too mm -hmm. close. Now, here's what I believe. I believe that's that, why I'm not saying it is, but saying right. it is too close to right. even get it. They're not going to let you buy or sell unless right. you get this. That's back. right. Exactly. We know the buy and sell and there. the technology. Do, do you think and the mask, know, mask is kind of it's a, it is a condition because it conditions you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now here's what I do know from reading these documents the last few days about 
quarter one, two, three, and four of next year, how they will start implementing it into the general public after or at the same time releasing the Great Reset details. Mm -hmm. So from the chaos of the dark winter. Now, what is dark winter? That's a John Hopkins University exercise about a bioterrorism of uh, Bill Gates said pandemic number two. He said after he said pandemic number two, he said this is the one that people will pay attention to. Mm -hmm. He said this prior to. So pandemic number two, everybody said both sides, everybody, dark winter. Prince Charles, the son of Queen Elizabeth, said, this is our last hour on the World Economic oh, wow. Forum. It's our last hour and that we must come together. And they moved it from January to May now, the, the Great Reset. And they're saying, and even, you know, this Great Reset's a big deal. The World Economic Forum, Australia, they, one of their representatives brought it to the whole parliament to you know, hey, let's completely reject the World Economic Forum. You know, this whole socialism, one world order. Every one of them voted to absolutely go for it. The whole, they're basically giving their little stamp to let them know publicly that they're with the World Economic Forum. It's happening. Yeah. We're talking about the global reset. And I would say the vaccine's going to get released and look safe until there's chaos. And then they can do anything they want to and they can actually, because they said it's volunteer first. And then after that, it's mandatory. And when it's mandatory, that's when you're going to be crossing the line of the Great Resets there, the New World Religions Wait there, a minute. and the vaccine. There was a flash that came across my phone while we was live about the vaccine. Look at this. I wrote it at the top up here. The second week of December, the vaccine rose out. Now we have a date. Second week of December. Also, we've According been seeing, to the heel. And we see we see that the airlines are saying now that you have to prove you got a vaccine. Concerts, you have to prove you get a vaccine. Yeah, football, they said that today about the airlines. Football things you will and not universities. Be able to fly overseas without it. Universities are saying that you have to prove you got a vaccine. I mean, mm -hmm. it's already started. So for me, walking with the Lord and knowing my scripture. That's too close. You know, I'm going to right. find certain video. I, I meant to, I have it saved. I didn't think of bringing it. Uh, there was one minister who interviewed a woman who was part of Illuminati. Now, you have to understand, you cannot become Illuminati. You're born Illuminati. Wow, did, did you know no, that? I yeah, did. I know in, people who told me that they joined, they got a statue and everything, and they you placed You cannot in house. be a part of Illuminati. You're born. Masons, yes, but not the Masons, Illuminati. Yes, right, right. But you cannot, you, you're born Illuminati or you never can become Illuminati. Okay, it's a certain bloodline that that's why they interbreed. Okay, it's, I'm not going into this. It's yeah. just that dark. Yeah. But I will tell you this, that uh, they still have grace because she came to Jesus. But that particular minister interviewed that lady. Uh, by the way, children in Illuminati families go through horrific abuse and sexual oh, abuse. Man. They're all abused and conditioned. They're put in cages to be conditioned to, you know, certain things. And anyway... As she was describing everything, she was asked the question, how about vaccines? And she said, well, the vaccines, and it was a long time ago, yeah. maybe 10 years ago, she says, 
and I have a video. Again, I'll look for it, I promise you. Uh, she said that, well, the vaccines that are now are okay. It's not going to, you know, it's it's okay. I mean, you can get sick from it, yes, and, and they're doing all kinds of illnesses and all that. Yeah. They're no good still, but she says what's coming is a mandatory vaccine. Mm -hmm. And when that comes, she said, please don't take that vaccine. Yeah. I mean, she was, she knew that that was on, on the agenda a long, mm -hmm. long time ago. She warned against any vaccine that will be man, made mandatory on a planetary level, meaning worldwide. So I think this is what's coming in December. I would not take that vaccine. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, the thing is, the vaccine's coming in four stages, right? We know because we had the vaccine Congress here. Okay, they said it's going to start out not being mandatory. But they're going to have to go mandatory by the end because according to their stages, everybody is is phase four. President Trump has said that that comes out in April. So you've got the second week of December to April to roll out, which really four months, to roll out four phases. So maybe one a month, you dark, know, and they yeah, they kind of, it is. It's the whole winter, basically. The whole general population will be begging for it by the time it comes. They'll be begging. That's the Because plan. they can go to store. They don't have to make, they, they've proven to us that they don't have to make anything mandatory for us to do it. They've conditioned us with a mask. Peer pressure. With the sick, the yeah. social distancing. All they're going to, look, the it's pressure be from the so public. bad that they uh -huh. will. Costco won't let you in, just like now. Like you have to have a mask. In Georgia, they arrested a guy yesterday for his son not wearing a mask in a Georgia Costco. Can y'all can y'all hear Steve? Can you say that again? Make sure in, people in Georgia yesterday man. they arrested a man because his son did not wear a mask. Wow! In Costco. In Costco. Mm -hmm. Fascist Costco. Get ready! Yeah. I can tell you right now. And I'll, I'll put this in the last video we did, but that this is following the same socialistic agenda that was put into play in Hitler and other countries, but just for the sake of the atrocities that Hitler did. Things were made so that all the public was buying into a movement so that in the back, evil was being planned and being done. You have to remember that history repeats itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Satan, who's the author of all this, this guy, we were supposed to know his um, devices. All right, bro. We got to close this up. We got to pray. Okay. Their daughter's over there looking out the door. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Close this up. Oh, <laughs> okay. Ahead. Well, let's all bow our heads, Brad. Let's, let's bow our heads. Let's hold hands. <laughs> Lord, we just thank you so much, Lord, for tonight. We thank you for bringing all of this to the forefront, Lord. Thank you for the technology work, and thank you for all the people that are hungry for truth out there, Lord. And we pray that your spirit would bear witness with what is being said tonight, Lord, so that they will hear what the spirit is saying to the church, Lord. I thank you, God, that no matter what is on tomorrow's agenda, that you will always be over there. I thank you, Lord, that we trust you in today and we trust you over there. Lord, you will give us the grace to endure whatever it is that we have to go through, Lord. 
All we ask tonight, Lord, is your people that you fill us with peace, that you fill us with your joy, Lord, and that you help us, Lord, to reach people in this last few moments, Lord, that we would reach people and that you would give us more love in such a time as the fence is rolls in, Lord. So, Lord, we just pray for Steve and Yana, Lord, and Brock as they all travel to go back to their places tonight, Lord, that you would bless them and give them safe travels. And, Lord, we pray for all of our friends out there on, in YouTube world and all the different places that this will be released, that if they do not know the Lord Jesus... Lord, that they would just, anybody out there right now, I feel led to do this. Brock, if you don't mind leading them uh, so that they can get saved, we need to do that on this broadcast. There is people watching that needs to get saved, Brock. All right. To get saved, you must repent and decide right now and agree with God, okay? It means to change your mind, to turn away in 100% of your life, 100% of everything, your dreams, your money, your future. You have to decide right now that he is your king and your Lord and that you will, from now on, you'll die to yourself and your way of doing things. And this day forward, you have to decide that you will live for him all of your life, all of your days, that you will die for Jesus. You make that decision now. You make up your mind right now. No more straddling the fence. The end from the beginning, that every area, you cannot say I'm going to give my life to him, but not my money or not my family or not, you know, my health. I still, if you wanted to sit here and depend on doctors and you have to take every single thing in your life and die completely to it, die to yourself and decide that he is king and what he says about your life is the only thing that matters from now on okay you are stopping become you know being a civilian and you're joining and enlisting in the family of god his army and you are joining in the father's business you are now working for him and an employee cannot tell a boss how he's going to live and do his job so for now on right now make up your mind and if you want, I will lead you in a prayer right now yes, to make up this mind, this great exchange of your life. He will give you his life in exchange for you dying and giving your life. Okay, so repeat after me. And then it all begins here and find somewhere you can get baptized and confess before others that Jesus is your Lord and that you find someone that can help lead you and guide you and disciple yes, and train Lord. you how to hear from God and walk with him. Okay. All right, so let's pray. Repeat after me. Say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I repent. I repent. I turn away. I turn away. For living for myself. For living for myself. For all sin. For all sin. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. And Lord, I want to turn away. And Lord, I want to turn away. Forgive me. Forgive me. I'm asking you right now, Jesus. I'm asking you right now, Jesus. Change my life. Change my life. Heal me. Heal me. Deliver me. Deliver me. Free me. Free me. All of my life. All of my life. For now on. For now on. Belongs to you. Belongs to you. I give my life. I give my life. Everything. Everything. To you. To you, Lord. You are my king. You are my king. My savior. My savior. Teach me to live this life. Teach me to live this life. And everything I have. And everything that I have. It's yours, Lord. It's yours, Lord. Use me. Use me. Teach me. 
Teach me. I'm yours. I'm yours. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Brad. Well, I pray that y'all all have a good week. And if you did ask the Lord to come in your heart, we would appreciate you sharing on our live chat right now. Share that you gave your life to Jesus. You know, when we get baptized, y'all, we're giving a public testimony to our right. to our relationship with the Lord. So, oh, look, there's your beautiful wife, Brad. There's Miss Laura. Hey, babe. Yes. Guys, thank you all for joining us. We really hope and pray that you guys learned some things and got yes, clarification. Lord. Things were settled in your mind and your heart because yes, you got to settle it right now. The end from the beginning. How are you going to live? You're going to die for Jesus. You got to settle it right now. Okay. We love you guys. Yes, Lord. Any final thoughts or anything you want to say? And tell them how they can find out more about oh, you and whatnot. Jesus. Well, you know, we've been um, in the process of moving. It was very difficult. We, we also have been thrown, uh, not thrown off completely, but very persecuted on YouTube and other uh, platforms. But you can still find us on Fact News Network, Israeli News Live YouTube, IsraeliNewsLive.org, brand new too, Israeli News Live, Patreon, Israeli News Live. We have our own app that you can download and all of our videos are and teachings are on this app and uh, also your new platform. Yeah, iConnectFX.com, Israeli News Live and Danun Institute on YouTube as well. Thank you guys. Listen, every time we get on here, you guys always teach us so much and we're so like, I'm just honored. Yeah, I love, honored too. I don't know. Here. Thanks. So close. And we're all yeah. in Tennessee now. Yay! I we're all say. in the same state together now. We're so excited. One thing I just want to share with everybody out there, y'all might feel the same way, but I can tell you that I love when I, the rare event, you know, the, the situation to find people that love God, to love his word, and that just want to do what God tells them to do and share yes, the truth. So. That stuff gets me excited. I'm just telling you. Yeah. It's, it's rare to find people, you know, it that is. love that. And guys, please support our friends, Steve and Yana. Yeah. Support them, guys. Okay. Any way you can, let God will lead you. Just support. Be a cheerful giver. Just do something to support them. Share and like, okay? Because we're not going to be able to share and do this on YouTube for right. much longer. Very long. much longer. That's exactly right. Count this as the grace of God, the yes. mercy of God, that you're hearing this truth before things That's the come. Because it's not going to be made. It's going to sound so wonderful. And you know what? There's time when you'll need food. And you'll get a vaccine in order to feed your kids. Oh, they said their heart is so full right now. Aww. We love you guys. Y'all be good. And then um, They're we'll thanking y'all so much. Thank for you. Thank you. Bye, Brad. God, God bless, bless you. Bye. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Treehouse Publishers presents Author and White House Correspondent Dr. June Knight Has published 10 books As she traveled the country in obedience to God-serving ministries Her books are about the Bride of Christ Preparing the Church for the End of Days Persecution, Purity, and Spiritual Warfare she even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride Jesus is the True Husband. 
Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Dr. June released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions, exposes the one world religion agenda, Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda, this book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system, this book's chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church, this book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment, what is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American pot books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. Be equipped for the war ahead or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. June's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you.